Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how can you get on my Coming down for you. Damn it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome yet to another 42 Level 1. This is episode 297. I'm one of your Kennedy. Here with me, as always, the Twilight Princess of all games himself. Mr. Andy and let's just start off tonight with big screen, woo screen. This is the part of the show where we talk about all the TV and all the movies we've watched throughout the week. So, is it me to go? I think it's me to go this week. <clears throat> so, um, watch Good Place, obviously. Did you check that out? Mm-hmm. What do you think of Good Place this week? They obviously uh, found out about the portal last week at the end. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Like, uh, it's, it's always... It, well, this season's just been all pretty good. It's not been like outstanding like season one was. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if this season's quite as good as last season, but I'm still enjoying it. Like, I, I really liked all the random resets last in the last season, and they don't really have that this season. Like, everybody now knows everything. Yeah. And it's kind of about. And how they to deal with they it. have to go to the bad place now because they know about the good and the bad place. Yep. Once you find out about that, apparently you have to go to the bad place. Yeah, because there's obviously anything else that you, anything that you do that is good. There's no points. <laughs> is yeah, you won't earn any more points because you're doing it. For, you're doing it for a reason. Yeah, yeah, for the reason of you getting into the good place. So, I think we will still see the good place eventually. Although I don't know if they're leaving that for like the final season. That's the big payoff. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, who knows? But like, basically, we were seeing a lot more of them in Earth. Like, Chidi was pretty funny. Like, he made like. Uh, chili that had gummy bears and stuff <laughs> in it and he went a bit nuts um, and I uh, can't remember what's the posh girl's name she gave all the money to uh, the Jason. guy uh, Tahani Jason, Jason. Yeah. Tahani she gave like all her money to Jason and he asked if he could take GameStop credit <laughs> um, but yeah yeah, I, I think it's good but like Andy said like last season I like seen a lot of ad and like costumes and characters and the demons and <clears throat> this season's kind of like I said more subdued and I've talked about this before that I reckon it's kind of budget saving first half of the season by the looks of it because there's been no CGI or any, anything like that um, and we've not really seen anything like see after the first two episodes with the judge and Adam Scott being we haven't really seen anything from the bad place do you know once they left the bridge when the keeper the gatekeeper guy gave them the key like that's been yeah. kind of it so um, I don't know, this episode there wasn't really much in that way, it was just more of uh, Eleanor decided she was going to be good on Earth regardless 
Like uh, she found the guy's wallet and took it to him, and then it turned out that there was a picture that his daughter drew him and stuff. It's actually made her a good person subconsciously. So I think something in that's going to count for her when they come to going to the bad place. Yeah, maybe I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but I mean, I'm still enjoying the show. Like you know, I'll still I'll see it through. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I watched Daredevil season three, episode one. Um, mm-hmm. Would have watched episode two, however, like I had problems with my Xbox, so I had to change my home. It's a long story. I told Andy before the show, but I've got my Netflix back now. Um, Daredevil season three, spoiler free, because I know it's kind of new. Um, starts right after the Defenders. Uh, I will spoil Defenders here. At the end of the Defenders, Daredevil was in a building that blew up to save them all. But I didn't buy that he had to stay in that building, personally. But anyway, he was in the building and he comic book died. Nobody, he didn't die. Um, <laughs> so starts right after that. And yeah, it's a good way for them to avoid the snap because obviously this is probably even before Jessica Jones season two. Um, none, none of them seem to care. Like, the devil possibly died, but who okay. <laughs> It was. It's not exactly like the Avengers, like, but he's not even like mentioned really in any of the shows I've watched so far. Like Jessica Jones season two doesn't even talk about any of them or the events of the Defenders. So, mm. um, it's almost like it's all connected. But even when we do crossovers, we forget about them in the next show. <laughs> um, it was okay. Um, it's kind of almost like a a refresh again, like because I don't really want to spoil too much. But basically, it has to relearn some stuff. Um, well. Spoilers, he's not dead. Obviously. Surprisingly. Um, surprisingly, he's not dead. And, like, obviously, he was in the explosion and, like, that's affected some of his senses. That's not really spoilery. Um, Kingpin returning isn't spoilery because he's in the trailer, but you see Kingpin in jail and you see, like, a police officer that's down and out in his luck that I think this cop's going It's not Bullseye because I know Bullseye's in this season. It's another officer. And I think he's going to end up working for Kingpin because he's, like... He had to use all his money to help his sister-in-law, like, go and get cancer treatment. And uh, he um, he's in the FBI, but they won't promote you if you're in debt in the FBI, apparently. I right. don't know if that's a thing. Um, so he keeps well, getting... You he's could, captain. You should be corrupted. Yeah. So he's captain, like, uh, keeps him... Um, pushing his promotion so that he doesn't get found out that he's in debt because he could end up losing his job, apparently, for it. Um, and he's just been put on the case of the Kingpin, and I think he's going to end up working for Kingpin, you know, that way, because, like, he's quite a nice guy, and he's promised his son a pool, and I've got a feeling he's, the son's going to get that pool, but it's going to be blood money. Um, so, yeah, Kingpin's fantastic, absolutely phenomenal. Um, Kingpin and Venom, I know the Spider-Man villain, the, the version they have of... Daredevil's phenomenal as well, like, I'd say Daredevil's spot on casting for Matt Murdock. Yeah, um, He's um, what's his name? Charlie. Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox, that's it. and he um, he's obviously relearning stuff in the nunnery. But I got a bit confused because I thought Sticks brought him up for his whole life, but Andy was telling me that he went to the nunnery as well once his dad had died. Um, so he's back with the nun and the father of the church or whatever, and they're kind of trying to get him back in his feet, but his senses aren't fully there. And he's like going out on patrol and like his old black suit. You know, the one with the, just the bandana over his eyes? Oh, the pyjamas, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going back out in that, but he's getting beat up and stuff. So it's almost like a, not a reboot, but a refresh so that he quote-unquote jump in it. Why would you jump in in season three? But <laughs> if you wanted to, you could jump in at this part and it would make sense, you know, because it's almost like, 
what's the best way of doing it? Like it's an origin, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah. How it wasn't his original origin story, but it was still like an origin story of of sorts. That's what this is kind of like, like you're finding about Daredevil and Hmm. you find out all, they're they're kind of covering all these powers again. But it's like Rocky. You know, when, like, a good theater boy has to go, and, like, train again. And it's, like, the yeah. monologues, the, the, the monologues. Um, the montage. Yeah. Montages. It's kind of like that again. Um, which is fine to me, but I really wanted to watch episode two, but obviously Netflix wasn't available because of my home settings and my Xbox. Um, which is weird that that was the reason that was doing it, because I checked my phone. Netflix was fine on my phone. Come up here, Netflix was fine on PlayStation. Um, downstairs and like see, it's sheer laziness but see the only reason that I didn't put it through the actual TV because it's got some you know your tell over the same it's got a Netflix button and the remote yeah. um, typing in my email address takes so so long <laughs> with, like with that remote so I've not linked it to my telly yet um, so yeah Daredevil is absolutely brilliant like um, I love both seasons of Daredevil so far like the first one was Kingpin was the villain for the majority or all I think yeah. Kingpin was Kingpin yeah. was the main villain, and then season two it was Dead uh, One Punisher um, with Elektra as well, I believe. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and this one it looks to be Kingpin with Bullseye, but we haven't met Bullseye yet. Um, so um, it, it, I just love Daredevil. I really hope they keep him going. Like it seems to me like the easy way to, to have to know his snap in the TV shows because. I would just, you know, kind of post-apocalyptic worlds um, would be just to not bring the character like, and uh, like look Cage and uh, Iron Fit. Getting rid of Daredevil would be a big mistake. I reckon. I just think they should keep him around. Or like like they were talking about. Um, I think obviously like how the hell are they going to get Blade in the Marvel universe with the vampires and stuff? Um, after the snap, that would be the perfect when the world comes back together. It's kind of the same, but it's different. Like vampire about and like Ghost yeah. Rider obviously should get his own show like they should do one like that with Midnight and stuff like they should really go down that sort of avenue because it's not like Blade's going to show up in Doctor Strange's I mean, that's about the closest movie we've had to that side of Marvel really isn't it? Do you know um, the, show, the show that I always pitch on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right and this is the show that I really want Marvel to make is uh, Tales to Astonish right. right which is basically which would basically be like one shots where they could yeah. take like these kind of like lesser known characters and do like one episode like stories about about them like not necessarily to introduce a load like, of characters yeah so like people like Moon Knight and like and folk like that and it, because there's people that would love to watch a show like that and it would be kind of like almost like Black Mirror so it would be like, like an anthology the, style show yeah like yeah. an anthology style show so like it's all in the same universe and it's all sort of connected but um it's still like one off separate stories. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I know you're watching through them, but <clears throat> just like if you're like me and you don't enjoy Luke Cage, you're like, oh, I don't want to watch Luke Cage and Iron Fist. You don't need to, because like I said, if you've at least Daredevil season one and two and the Defenders, you're up to date with it. Like, hmm. I suppose that is one good thing about not renting each other is, you know, like the Arrowverse, where you kind of have to watch like three or four shows now to get the full pack, especially mm-hmm. the crossovers. And this one, you could miss the crossover entirely and it would affect any of the shows or you can watch it and you don't have to do any back reading if you're aware of who Luke Cage, Fist and Jessica Jones are. Like if you just watch Daredevil, you could easily just watch the Defenders and then to Daredevil season three. Um, 
So yeah, it's good. I'm really enjoying it. I just love that show. I hope it doesn't like finish. And I really would love to see Daredevil on the big screen. Like, I just really would love to see him with the, maybe not the Avengers, but um, if they done like a Secret Warrior still thing with like Spider Man and stuff, that'd be awesome. Uh, they could easily have him in a movie with Spider Man. Like I almost think that Daredevil would have been a cooler choice than Tony Stark Homecoming. It would have been a very different movie, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Having Daredevil as a mentor in one of them would be cool. So it's like almost the flip side where this Martin overloaded and his way of doing to me isn't by the book. Like, even though Captain America's Boy Scout, technically these days in the movies, Tony Stark's the Boy Scout in the films. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, Daredevil's good. So, good place, Daredevil, what else to watch? Uh, I watched Doctor Who. I really like the new Doctor Who. I said this last week, I'm sure. It feels more like a spin-off. Like, I just don't buy it as the Doctor. And uh, This this week's episode was Rosa Parks sitting in the bus thing. And, yeah, it was an emotional and good episode. It wasn't a good Doctor Who episode. It was... I don't want to say it was riding in the coattails of something like that, but it was. It was, like, it was riding in the coattails of the Rosa Parks story. It wasn't really a Doctor Who story. It's just, like, she showed up and they had to make sure Rosa Parks got in the bus and blah 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 and yeah there was some uncomfortable bits with Bradley Walsh's grandson in it he's black and like he was getting hacked by like the white Americans because obviously back then that's how it was mm-hmm. even today it is if you look at the, they just moved on and instead of the public doing it the police do it now so um, <laughs> you know it's that's true look at, look yeah. at the police brutality videos dickheads so um, anyway the uh the episode wasn't a great Doctor episode. Again, it didn't move on the story. They introduced some sort of bad guy that they didn't even give, they didn't flesh him out anything really. And uh, at the one point where she did confront him, you know, where usually they give him the speech, and I've talked about this last week, I didn't feel like that guy would be worried with this version of the Doctor. Like, even with David Tennant, you know how he could go from wacky to like, no, I'm going to fuck your shit seriously up. Mm, um, yeah. That she doesn't seem to have that switch. She seems to be just the wacky version of David Tennant, mm-hmm. like you know the three D glasses, right? So yeah. that's that's how she is, and it's like no, David Tennant could flip it. You know where you could believe that he could destroy worlds if he wanted to, like especially episodes like the Waters of Mars and stuff. But so far she's not got it, and I mean three episodes in, like come on. It's not looking good for a strong Christmas finale, a Christmas special, because the Christmas specials are always cheesy and that's meant to be the light-hearted part. So far, there's no overarching story. You've wasted three episodes just to tick some boxes with a Rosa Parks episode because it's topical. I'm sorry so about like that no, to me. no overarc at all, no? No, not, not yeah. one. And I mean, overarc something we've been used to since yeah. Tenant. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's Doctor Who's selling point. These have all been standalone don't connect each other episodes don't get me wrong the villain in this one might pop up again but he's not very interesting he looks like you know when the bad guy shows up in a show like Hollyoaks or something <laughs> that's how threat <laughs> that's how threatening he was mm. so yeah I, I just don't like this so um I'll stick with it because I had to do two seasons of catch up with Peter Capaldi you know and I left it for so long so um Tasha's more into it than I am just now but We'll see how it goes. Uh, we watched Class tonight as well, which is on Netflix, and it's a spin-off of Doctor Who. Not as good as Torchwood. It's like a spin-off uh, set at a school that the, the school that Clara taught at. Can't remember the name of it. Um, can't remember what school she taught at, but it's this, the school that was in like the original Doctor Who series and stuff. Um, it's a bit like Buffy, 
you know, right. where there's like a monster and that to help it. And it didn't feel really, Tasha said it felt like Doctor Who to her a wee bit, but then it didn't to me. And uh, Peter Capaldi showed up at the end, which was pretty cool. But it's a lot more adult and gory and there's swearing in it, um, kind of like Torchwood. Mm. Um, only one season of it so far. I don't know if they'll do it again now, um, but it's on Netflix anyway. Um, you we'll see watch, how it goes. Uh, you should watch Fantastic Beasts. Uh, no thanks. But that guy would be a good Doctor Who. He would. That See that movie? That is a Doctor Who movie. Yeah, you've said 100%. this before. I'm, I'm not going to watch it. But that, I love that actor, and he would have been really good at Doctor Who. I really hope he gets a shot at it down the line. Yeah, um, he, he would. He's like he's like Doctor Who. Like in that movie, like I, I watched that movie, and I'm like, it does not like seem like a Harry Potter movie whatsoever. Like every <laughs> single second of it, I'm like, that guy's Doctor Who. And even has like know, he's got a bag <clears throat> that he can go into, so it's kind of like the TARDIS. But, like it's like a wee bag, and he sort of climbs into it. Benedict Cumberbatch would be a good Doctor Who as well. Um, I don't know that he's like wacky enough. Like in a kind of doesn't have to be always wacky. Yes, he is. If he's in Sherlock, he's cookie yeah, no, in that. He's cookie, but he's like he's cookie in a kind of like fucked up way. Like yeah, but so was Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I didn't like him at all though. Yeah, but we'll see, I think Cumberbatch would be good. But anyway, we'll see he's, how he's, this. He's too big now though. Like he won't he won't be Doctor Who unless um, not until he's old. Well, that's what. That was like Capaldi, wasn't it? Like he got big like years and years ago at different shows in the thick of it and stuff like that. And not as big never, as this guy, maybe. He, he was never like fucking Cumberbatch big. Like Cumberbatch is like. Oh, you mean Cumberbatch? Fucking, Sorry, I thought you yeah. meant the young boy. Oh no, I mean he he's gonna be big as well. Um, like this franchise, the Fantastic Beast one, that's got legs. Um, but Cumberbatch is like way beyond the stratosphere of like what Doctor Who can pull actors from at this point. Like Maybe, even, because even he's Sherlock. still interested. No, he's coming back for Sherlock. He's also he said that. Yeah, yeah, but he obviously absolutely loves that show, because like, that's where he, he kind of came out. Like, yeah. Um, but, like, if you look at him now, like, he's been in, like, The Hobbit, he's been in, like, uh, Doctor Strange, he's been in fucking Avengers. Infinity War, like, as a man. He was more or less one of the main characters in it, yeah. Exactly, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, he's... Uh, He's going to only be bigger and bigger. And he's been in a bunch of other movies as well, like drama pieces and stuff, so... And uh, war movies as well. Yeah. Was in that, what, imitation game thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I watched those. Um, I restarted Always Sunny again after you talking about it last week. I don't know why, but every so often, like, going back to the start. Because um, I've kind of... I've not watched many of the new episodes, and I want Tash to get into it, but mm. she hates, like... See the episodes, even though it came out what two thousand and six or something, which to me wasn't yeah. that long ago. To Tasha, it looks really old. When some of the humor doesn't translate to Tasha, but I think once Danny <laughs> DeVito comes into it, like mm. she'll really like it. Um, so I watched obviously the first one, seen that so many times. <laughs> I just love it when they're trying to make black friends, and he's trying <laughs> his hardest not to be racist, and everything Charlie does is racist. Um, and then the second episode is where he gets told that he has a kid and the wee kid's such an asshole, but then it's not his kid. She just mm. told him it was his. Um, I just, I, I love the show and I just, I'm going to play my way through it uh, instead of just starting in the new season. Hopefully by the time I get to the new season, it'll be, um, it'll be all uploaded. Um, I finished a TV show this week called Maniac Andy. It's on Netflix. Oh yeah, the one with Emma Stone. Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. Yeah, absolutely loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um, it's kind of set in a sort of. Imagine it was the eighties, but during the eighties we had Blade Runner technology, so all the mm-hmm. stylization and all the decor and stuff looks like it's in the eighties, uh, like all the computers and everything. 
but the tech that they actually have is more advanced than we have. It's almost like Blade Runner style without mm. flying cars. Um, and this guy's uh, Jonah Hill's been asked to be a witness for his brother um, for something his brother done, but they can't risk the family name. He's kind of separate from the family, who's this sort of like legacy style wealthy family. He's just got this normal job. He used to have schizophrenia and he signs up for this drug trial to get cured from the schizophrenia. Emma Stone signs up for it for different reasons because she's addicted to one of the drugs that's given at the trial. And then they get hooked up to these machines and they start like, they take like the A pill and it gives them these like vivid hallucinations of like different realities and stuff. And the actors must have had so much fun in this show because every single episode, well, after maybe the, the first three episodes, which is kind of world building, it goes into their different realities and it's like, one week it could be kind of Lord of the Ringsy, the next week it could be like the hillbillies and like they're playing different roles in every episode and I love the conclusion of this. It was just a nice TV show. There's some uh, loose ends that could become a second season, but I don't know if it needs a second season. You know, it's one of those. Yeah. Um, I know it get widely loved by the critics. Cameron, our friend from Through Film uh, on Twitter, he didn't like it and it seems very him. It's very kind of synth sort of musicy kind of weird almost oddball humor like in the real world between this doctor and this like Ch- japanese or chinese scientist japanese scientist sorry and um like they're obviously monitoring the patients and the patients stay in these habitat style things while be- in between their uh, trips and the b pill like the computer kind of goes haywire because he's built this artificial intelligence and he's kind of got like a, a mum complex and his mum's this sort of, I don't know if she's a brain surgeon or she's like a therapist or something, but like he's got this fucked up relationship with her. And But it's mostly about Emma Stone and Jonah Hill's relationship and like there's there's one of them where they're like uh, gangsters and they're trying to steal stuff or she's like a spy. It's all fucked up, but the story at the end all comes together and they end up having, I, I won't tell you why, because there's a, a, a reason why, but they end up having, it, it's basically meant to cleanse, like one's meant to cleanse you of confrontation, one's meant to cleanse you of something else. And like, they, those two ended up um, linked, so they were experiencing the same visions or realities, if you will, and they were tied together and like, then they st- the, the people observing them try and separate them because they realise this is happening and they don't want them being together but everything they do brings the two of them together and I, I just really like the whole story um, it, it's well worth a watch if you kind of like I don't know what it reminded me of several different movies to be honest with you kind of like a bit Matrixy but you always wonder where the story's going and I won't tell you where it ends up but I'm like is he actually sitting in a insane asylum? Has he just been crazy all along? Did he make every part of this up? Like, is she the crazy one, or are we seeing what's real? Do you know, like, you, you were never quite sure at the start, and then it kind of goes away from that thread, which kind of annoyed me. I think there was something there with it, but um, they went for a coherent story that was decent enough. Um, I'm leaving this server because I keep getting messages. Um, so, like. It, I really loved it. I really loved the acting from both of them. Like, Jonah Hill, not in a comedy role, is actually really fucking good. And Emma Stone is just phenomenal. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. It's 10 episodes. It's a limited series, Netflix exclusive, original, whatever they're called. Um, and I would love to see a second season about what goes on in the other floor of the building that you, f- <laughs> that you see like later on. Uh, I won't spoil anything. There's nothing much to spoil, but I don't want to say anything about it. 
<laughs> you know, but I want to, there is potential for a sequel if need be. Mm. Not even necessarily with the same actors, you know, but the 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 I want to know who's the guy that's in charge of this foundation as well. Like, because always sees this like TV that talks to them. They never see his face. It's almost like one of those. I don't know. I can't even think. Like a TV show where like the guy that's in charge is behind the TV screen, but you you never see his face and you just hear his voice. Like, so like Charlie's Angels. Yes, he's like Bosley, <laughs> but obviously he's, I don't know if he's a bad guy or a good guy. No, I don't like know Charlie, what that. Like Charlie's never seen. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, that kind of thing. So like it's like that, um, and like I want to see what was the purpose of the, the experiment still thing. Like what was actually going on? What did they hope to achieve? Like there's got to be other motivations. And like when something happens, you say I don't want to ruin any of it in case you watch it because I think you would quite dig it. Um, first three episodes are kind of world building. We watched a trailer for it, like because uh, it keeps coming on after yeah. what, like finished watching whatever it is that we're up to date with, and like this trailer keeps coming on. I was like, "Oh, we'll watch the trailer." It's like, "Well, that looks shit." <laughs> like, okay, hmm. <laughs> I didn't really fancy it though, to be fair. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Ten out of ten. Probably going to be in my top TV shows. Ten this out of week. ten, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, probably going to be in my top TV shows this year. Nice. Tasha loved it as well. Um, uh, and that's that's about all I watched this week. So Andy, what did you watch? Walking Dead. Yeah, I watched Walking Dead. It was boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's then, like getting the newspaper, isn't it? <laughs> getting the extra post every week. You, you kind of get it because you should, but you never really read it or get into it. I don't. I don't get the extra post. Do you get the extra yeah. post? No, but it's just an example. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no. I watched the Walking Dead, and it was boring. I don't really need to say any more about it. Um, I did watch the first six episodes of uh, Jessica Jones season two, though, uh, and I really liked that. It was really good. Uh, I know you—you you said you didn't like it. But <coughs> did you watch all of it? I watched the entire season, hoping yeah. it would get better. And the lack of David Tennant just—it <coughs> wasn't as strong as the first season at all. So, so so far, like I've absolutely loved better it. Better than I'm Fist and Luke Cage. Yeah. Not as good as season one of Jessica Jones and not as good as any of Daredevil. No, I mean Daredevil's a high bar, but um but like this this first like first half of the season, I've enjoyed it probably more than I enjoyed season one. Like I felt season one was really slow paced and like it was all about fucking Kelgrave, Kelgrave, Kelgrave. And yeah, but he was so one, strong a villain. Well he was a strong villain, but yeah, I, I do feel like it was it, it kinda got bogged down by that and and like in this one she doesn't have that and it's all about this is X-Men 1 or X-Men 2 where she's trying to find her past this is all it is she's going to Weapon X project that's it well there's there's a bit of that yeah but like she's doing a lot of uh, there's a lot of like kind of detectiving going on as well there like uh, actually doing oh she keeps getting framed every week you're going to jail Jessica (laughs) but I've really enjoyed it like how how they're doing it Um, and I like what they're doing with uh, with Trash Mm -hmm. as well and uh, in Hogarth, oh, I can't stand her. You don't like Trish? Oh, I love Trish. Can't stand her. I like Hogarth, but I can't stand Trish. I like Hogarth's <laughs> act, uh, arc in this one. She was. Mm. I liked. I liked her better. All her, all her big big lesbian scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Trinity, hello, Neo. <laughs> Follow the white rabbit. It's the question, Neo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um. Apart from that, I didn't really watch anything. That was it. Cool. <laughs> um, 
It's a shame that you didn't fancy me because I really, really enjoyed that. But um, we'll move on to Level Up. And this is about the show where we talk about all the games we've played this week. But we also talk about <laughs> new game news. I realise it's a pole position, but we'll do that because we're kind of 15 minutes ahead of time anyway. So, Andy, um, what's been happening in the new game news? Um, so... First of all, uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog series has managed to shift 800 million games to date. I assume that means copies of games, and not 800 million different games. Uh, that's quite a lot. I-, I wonder if they count like apps in amongst that. I wonder if they count Sonic Riders in that. Well, yeah, that was a proper release. It was proper shit. <laughs> but yeah, you wonder if they count like the Sega All Stars Racing and all that sort of stuff in it. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, that's that's a lot of games. Um, and Sonic's like one of those iconic characters that everybody knows who he is. It's like Sonic, Mario, um, maybe not Link. Sonic's probably bigger than Link to be fair as a like pop culture icon. Yeah, I'd say so. Like he he's kind of up there with like Mario and like Mickey Mouse, like things like that. Like everybody knows who fucking Sonic is. It's just a shame that they can't like manage to. Get him out there in terms of like the games these days. Sonic like, uh, Mania says hi. Sonic Mania, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, I, th- I think the way that they released that game, um, just you compare that to like what Mario's doing now, and like I imagine if you compare the sales of like Sonic Mania to like Mario Odyssey or Sonic Forces to Mario Odyssey, like Mario Odyssey's gonna have sold 10, 20, 30, 40 times as many copies easily. So I wish they could do like, like a th- proper good three D Sonic game, and they just don't seem to be able to. Sonic apart Adventure. From Sonic, apart from Sonic R, Sonic Adventure is not good. Sonic it's R not is a good not game. good. Sonic R is amazing. It's, it's not... the best racing game ever made. Uh, that's a false statement. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe not the best racing game ever made, but it does have the best soundtrack in any soundtrack in any video game ever. Hmm. Don't know about that either. <laughs> it, it's just us. Um, okay, uh, Huawei is launching a new gaming phone, which has uh, basically been positioned to rival the Switch. And it yeah, it's a beast. Over, <clears throat> it costs over a thousand dollars, though. So it's not even the same wheelhouse as the fucking Switch. A thousand dollars. And according to the Huawei rep, it's not coming over here. It's the mate. Pro X or the Mate X, sorry, and it's like a, like a crazy amount of battery, like 5,000 milliamps or something like that. That's insane. Like, our phones get 4,000 last all day. That's got like, I don't know if the Switch has got 4,000 milliamps. I don't know how much it's got, but like, um, I don't think it'll beat the Switch. Like, that's what I said to the Huawei rep. I'm like, yeah, it's not going to have Mario on it. So he said, You've got Mario Jump. And I went, Yeah, but I've got Mario oh Odyssey God. on the Switch. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking Mario Jump. It's Mario, Mario Run, is it not? Um, Mario Jumps, what he called it, but yeah, you're right. It is Mario Run? Is there a Mario Jump game? I don't think there is. <laughs> no, Sonic Jump, but there's no Sonic Mario Jump. Jump. Yeah, he doesn't even know the fucking games that he's trying to pitch. Fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> uh, the Switch's battery is a uh, four thousand three hundred and ten milliamp. Mm. So it's about the same as our phones, which is mental considering like how much bigger the Switch is compared to like what our phone is. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, by the uh, I, I, if that's not coming over here, there's, and if it's not coming, so where is it coming to? Japan then? Japan, as far as I know, like right. 
America, some places can sell it. It was an order by Trump. It's like it's like some places are sticking to it, but some places are like, fuck it, I'm selling it. None of his staff are allowed Wavis either, so. Okay. <laughs> it's just Trump's men- mentalism that China's going to use him to spy on him. Hmm. What do they have no to one's interested, like Trump. Blackberry, Blackberry <laughs> Priv. Yeah, I know. Shite phone. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, if it doesn't come to the West, it, it's never going to rival the Switch. And it doesn't, no. it's not going to have. It's not games going on to it. rival the Switch. If Sony no. can't beat Nintendo in the handheld market, then Huawei certainly can. They're not even the number one phone in the world yet. Like, maybe if Samsung or iPhone came out with something like this, you'd, be like, you'd take away a bit more interest. No offense to Huawei, they're getting good. But, like, the fact that it's Huawei and they've made that bold claim straight away just clearly to make a headline, it's like, mm, yep. really? Really? Are you going to have. <laughs> yeah. do, do you think. Like, when's Breath of the Wild? Oh, you've not got Breath of the Wild. What exclusives are you making in house, Wowie, that I can't yeah. play in the Note 9? <laughs> Shut up. The, the, I think the thing that's going to make these devices, not really specific to that one, I think the thing that's going to make these kind of bigger phablet type devices um, more in line with the Switch is the streaming tech. Like, see Google streaming tech that they're yeah. just there. Yeah, like say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, say, for example, if I could clip, like, a controller add-on add onto my phone and I could just sit and play Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my phone. This one's, this one's got, like, a clip like that. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know that, but, like, if they manage to get the uh, the streaming tech working on phones through, like, 4G True. or 5G or whatever it is... And, it needs to be 5G. Yeah, so, like, if they can get that working on it at a good fidelity and you can just play fucking any game you want, on your phone, like any, maybe not like a, a Nintendo <laughs> game, but like any of the third-party games on your phone, then that's when it that's when it becomes more of a kind of interesting proposition. Because if you can play like fucking the latest Assassin's Creed game or Red Dead or something like that just on your phone, yeah. and you can't play that on Switch, but you can't over here right now. Like they they did do it with Assassin's Creed in Japan, but not here, and and they did it with Resident Evil Seven in Japan as well on Switch, but not here, like. So yeah, and there, can... there's your market, but again, like mm. the phones maybe not coming out over here, and also the well, well if it's successful, but it's again with that, it's like it's still not going to beat Nintendo. I don't care what said. Like this is too early for it. Five G would need to be in full swing for the proper bandwidth needed to play these yeah. games flawlessly. I mean, that's the only way they can compete with like the with Nintendo with uh, the Switch is by having that streaming tech and having the games that you can play on your console on your phone handheld it's the only way they, they can compete as a gaming device and it's the the internet bandwidth is not there yet so um, Fire Emblem Heroes has earned uh, 16.8 million dollars in the month of September is this the mobile one? yeah it is yeah because I was getting mixed up with the, the mobile one because there's obviously there's, there is Fire Emblem is there not Fire Emblem Heroes on the Switch? Fire Emblem Warriors Final Warriors, right, sorry, yeah. Warriors is just like, yeah, Pirate Warriors style game for it. Yeah, it's Dragon Quest Heroes, isn't it? That's yeah, that's the builder game. No, that's Dragon Quest Builders. Dragon Quest Heroes, I'm not sure what it is. Dragon Quest Heroes is the same as those games, but with Dragon Quest people. Like, same as Cyro Warriors and that. Yeah, you're right about that, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Sean Bean's getting killed off again, this time as Hitman uh, <laughs> 2's first elusive target. <laughs> Brilliant. Which, which is cool. Are you going to get Hitman 2? Like this, this if, Sean, like... if Sean Bean's in it as 008, yes. I don't Franklin think he's 008 in it. No, for me. <laughs> I don't think he's 008 in it, but like he's obviously 
Sean Bean. Maybe you kill him as Sean Bean. Like no, I'd need to kill him. Like, Sean Bean must die. So he says for England, James, and I go, no, Alec, for me. <laughs> but no, um, are you gonna are you gonna pack up that man too? I don't know. Were you gonna say it seems right up my street? No, well, no, it does because you did like Hitman One, but um, I mean, I haven't really seen anything much about it at all, and it's out really soon. They done this with the last one though. It's episodic. So this one isn't. The... This one isn't episodic. It's no. not episodic. That's worrying. Nope. It's just like it's a full game just coming out, and it's a weird choice, right? I don't think it needed a. But they're saying that the entire first game's included with this as a remaster. It's like. It's not old enough to get remastered unless you've got a new engine for Hitman Two that you're putting it in. The the reason they're doing that is because it's uh it's it's like uh, Square Enix published the last one right, and yeah. Square released IO, who are the guys that make Hitman from their like from their obligations to make like Hitman games and stuff for them. So they're now like an independent company, um. So they are now putting the game out on their own, I believe. As a remastered one, though they've. They've called it remastered. Is it the well, new engine or something? I think it's just on like the updated engine. It will not be very different, I wouldn't imagine. It'll from be the same the, game. The other one. Yeah, I would, even Hitman One will be for sure, but um, but yeah, Hitman Two is its own like game. Um, I believe it is the same sort of vein as Hitman One, uh, and they're still going to do their like elusive targets type type stuff. Try to keep the game as like a live service as well. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that Square allowed them to keep Hitman. Yeah, they let them keep the IP. And well, I don't know if they own the IP anyway, but they, they they certainly like let them go off and do their own thing anyway. So yeah, because that's what should have happened with Kojima. Like they should have gave him Metal Gear. They should have gave him Metal Gear, yeah, and not had because I mean, like not Kojima's killed it off doing, in one game. <laughs> Kojima's doing this weird thing, like yeah, but he could have done both easily. Kojima could have while he's working in Death Stranding made another Metal Gear game. One hundred percent, he could have. He could have overseen that team while he was working with other. Games. But instead, Konami went, no, it's ours, we're keeping it, and we're just going to shit all over the entire franchise with one game. Even though Kojima was laying the secret messages, like in uh, Metal Gear, Phantom Pain, with that, like you could erase all the titles, like there was the hidden spray tags of all the titles of the Metal Gear games he made, and you could only erase those ones, remember? And then he purposefully done stuff in Metal Gear Solid 5, like he made it so they wanted it open world, and he didn't want it open world, so like Mm. he made it empty, like. Uh, he basically made the game he wanted, but instead of loading screens, you just had to run across desert. <laughs> That's literally what he done. That was done on purpose. Hmm. Which is a weird one. Like, and it's just it's annoying that they made him do that because it would have been probably a better game overall if they'd uh, let him just make the game he wanted to make. I agree. Although, look at fucking Death Stranding. Like, what the fuck is that? What is coming? <laughs> no one knows. No one knows, like, which is kind of interesting. That it's this like, is Kojima's first like unleashed game, like Kojima Unchained. It's like it's like a proper good marketing, like, uh, strategy so far is what that game is. Spread out advertising over four years. Like, I don't know how good the actual games is going to be right enough, but like, or what uh, the game yeah. is, it could be Tetris or a Puyo Puyo. Re- oh, exactly, yeah. But the uh, the market behind the game is fucking stellar. Like the the hype and the buzz behind that game is enormous. When it sell, when it comes out, it's going to sell like millions. Um, you it's know, actually like a cart racer. You could take it to the bank. That's it. Might be all of those. You never know. Could be a, like a shmup, top down shmup. It's definitely going to be a third person action adventure. Like, yeah. Let's not be yeah. stupid. With <laughs> yeah. some stealth elements in it. But I mean, it might have like it might have other gameplay elements in it. Like it could have like shooting sections and like platforming and uh, puzzle sections and stuff like that in it too. 
I think it'll be more puzzly than shooty and fighty. Hmm. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see when we'll it eventually comes out in five seven years. <laughs> yeah, I I still think that that like if they should get that as like a PS five Xbox next gen launch title. Like I think that would be is the it, smart. Is thing. it not just PlayStation? No. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I it's just PlayStation. You're right. PlayStation got an exclusive, exclusive on it with him. Or at least initial exclusive anyway. Because we know how these things go. Oh, yeah, it's exclusive. And then a year later, it's like, oh, yeah, it's coming to Xbox too. Like No Man's Sky. And I like, hate that. Shit. I hate those deals. Although that deal did make you get an Xbox initially with Tomb Raider. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I'd have been better off waiting and getting one like last, like, last year when I got the second one. <laughs> it made much more sense for me to get it then. The one thing that is bullshit is this. Um, one week early <laughs> on Black Ops 4 for PlayStation, it's like, what's the point? Like, if you're going to get an exclusive, pay the money to get it for a decent amount of time. You've clearly paid not that much because it's seven days early. That's all you get. Like, it's like Black Ops 3, it was a ridiculous amount of time. I remember mm. um, Infinite Warfare was coming out. And Xbox One still hadn't had the final DLC. Remember that because it was like yeah. such a crazy. It was like six months, like exclusiveness they had on each one. So like Infinite Warfare released, and like I think it was DLC Pack Four hadn't released on Xbox One. <laughs> but this time around, it's like one week. So PlayStation get it a week early. Like, what did you give them a back rub and a ten p mix up? Like, <laughs> what what did you pay them? That's that's not even worth the money. I think it's just the marketing. Like they, they probably didn't pay them anything for it. They probably just went, "Oh, we'll like handle some of the marketing for you." If if you give us it seven days early, uh, yeah, like well, because you know when they, they and Call of Duty adverts, needs much marketing. Well, they, I mean, they still put out a bunch of adverts and stuff, but like when anytime when you see the adverts for Call of Duty, generally it will have a PlayStation logo at it. So like PlayStation's like quote unquote the lead platform for it. Mm. That's how it's kind of considered. But I mean, it makes if, sense because if they had a console that was more powerful than the X, then sure. But they don't, so it's not. Well, no, it's more that they have the biggest intel base. So, like Call of Duty. Well, you you say that, but is there proof or figures to back that up? Because Xbox is known as the shooter's console, and well, PlayStation has a bigger intel most base. Call- like, that's a fact. <laughs> I'm not arguing with that, but most Call of Duty players are. I don't know. I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see what the breakdown is on the sales for it because, like, when yeah. when I picked up my copy, like, it was basically they had the same amount of copies on the shelf for each one, um, and both of them were almost empty. There was like maybe two or three copies left for each one, like on the shelves oh, when I bought it. Popular game, man. And they had the exact same amount of shelf space allocated for it too. So, so I, I would think it'd be more more kind of fifty fifty on that one. Like, certainly, I've seen a lot of people playing it on both. Um, yeah, probably probably around about the same. Although I've got a lot more friends on PlayStation, so yeah, I've got probably more than Xbox, but I'm about the same. I've seen half and half of my friends list are on both consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, moving on with the news. Um, what is, what is this? You're about Trump investing in Ubisoft. <laughs> Basically, Ubisoft have come out and said that they uh, can't be openly political in their games because it's bad for business. I mean, the Assassin's Creed for you is pretty political. Yeah, but that was before Donald Trump. Yeah, but I mean, they had that whole thing with, what was it, King George Washington they did? Oh, uh, the tyranny of George Washington. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty political. Like, although, okay, yeah, it's again, it was history, but... 
again, it was pre-Trump, so I was only half joking when I said that Trump said, nah, nah, you can't be doing this. <laughs> yeah. And um, so Black Ops 4 is, uh, sales managed to exceed over $500 million in the first three days. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. But Call of Duty always does this. Hmm. I don't know if that's the highest selling Call of Duty of all time. I'd imagine Warfare 2 was more Within the first three days, yeah. I mean, the game's like technically more expensive now, though, so it could be like, technically less copies sold. Over sure. Well, I get, I remember queuing up Modern Warfare Two was. I went in the pouring rain before I walked to the game center and stood there waiting for it. I was so excited, and I stayed out in Belmont, and I had to walk all the way back to Belmont with this, like absolutely drenched. It was so good, man. That game was so good, though. That game was good. That was the airport one, wasn't it? Yeah, with a uh, Russian, no, no something machine, no yeah, Russian, yeah, no something machine, no Russian. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. That was that was hefty. That machine. Yeah, I mean that whole game was really really good. Like I I, I didn't play it till years after it was out. I think I paid like a fiver for it out of uh, story so station. good. Yeah, the story in all three of those games were great. Like I can't really remember Modern Warfare three, but. We'll talk more about Call of Duty later anyway, but yeah. yeah I still never played so that I've got it on yeah. Xbox to play, like, because uh, it, it's obviously battles compatible, but... Um, oh, did you I buy it? it? I bought it ages ago, like, because I was like, I had played the first two, like, stories, and I really liked them, and uh, I bought it ages ago, just waiting for it to go battles compatible, and I've just never got around to playing it. Uh, um, I can't really remember the third one. Is the third one co-op? Because if it is, I'd play that through co-op, and it's not a long uh, campaign, it's not, like... I'm not sure. Like I remember the playing the second one co-op, but the co-op missions were not the story. It was different. It was like a different campaign. See next year, right? I know you bought Call of Duty basically day one this year again. Even though we both said we definitely wouldn't be buying it because <laughs> we don't like Black Ops, but um, it paid off. But like um, next year, if it's Modern Warfare Four, does that pique your interest, especially with the rumours of it being bundled with Modern Warfare Two remake? Um, yeah, I mean, I did like Modern Warfare Two. Like, not really the multiplayer. To be fair, like, was the it was the single player that I really liked, and and those like co-op missions I played through with uh, Ashley's cousin actually come around once, and we do, we just sat and played through all the co-op split missions. Screened. Yeah, split screen. Ah, uh, there's no co-op campaign Modern Warfare Three, unfortunately. No, okay. Special ops is. I think I thought that's what it was, in the other ones as well. I could be wrong. Yeah, it probably was. But I mean, they were good. I think fun, World, but... World, 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 World at War had co-op campaign, right? I think. I mean, Black Ops Four has co-op. I'll see if I can get Bethany to <laughs> play it with me. <laughs> it's got split screen co-op. Yeah, technically, the entirety of Black Ops is except Specialist HQ. Hmm. Yep. Um, okay, other news. Uh, Diablo 3 is getting a Switch wireless controller. It's not an it's official one, nice. but it is officially licensed. It's made by Power A. Um, it's weird because Power A's done a lot of wild controllers with like, different loads things of them. on them. And, like uh, the Zelda one I've got. Yeah, the Zelda and there's loads of Mario ones and like, there's fucking absolutely tons of them. Metroid and stuff, yeah. Um, but this one is actually like a, a wireless one. So I, And it's got the motion controls. Yes, it's got all the stuff that you would expect to have in a pro controller, but it's just a wee bit cheaper than a pro controller, so yeah. this could be an interesting one. Don't know if I like the design on it, though. Like, no, but if they do another one, then I could be in. I, I just, I don't like it when these uh, controllers have, like, the game's actual, like, logo on it. 
Yeah, I like when it's just a design, yeah. Yeah, when it's like a design. And maybe it says the logo on the back, that was fine. But like on the front of it like that, it's just kind of obnoxious for me. Yeah, I don't really like especially it. when, like, you know, there's going to be a Diablo 4 at some point. Games yeah. The controller's going to feel dated, even if you're still yep. using it. Yep, totally agree. And see, it's the same way with, like, with, uh, if you buy a console and it's got like fucking Diablo 3 written on it or like that sort of thing. Well, see, I don't mind it if it just said Diablo yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I, it's I like got, the franchise, yeah. Yeah, I got a new headset this week, and it's the Call of Duty, and it's for World at War, uh, World War Two, but mm-hmm. it doesn't say World War Two. It just says Call of Duty with a logo, and it's a generic. Well, it's the Call of Duty, you know, the skull picture with the the bullet getting shot, and it's yeah. got a star in the other side. So that's if it said Call of Duty World War Two or even like Black Ops Four, I probably wouldn't have wanted it. But like mm-hmm, you were saying, yep. if it's got the franchise, like that's fine. So like if it was a that's fine but if it said like Mario Galaxy 2 I wouldn't want yeah I like the Zelda and the Mario ones like they don't say like Breath of the Wild on it or it doesn't no. say like Mario Odyssey it's just it's a Mario controller or a Zelda controller so I think they could have just done a Diablo controller like see if you just take that logo off and put some other wee design there like the Diablo Demon or something then yeah yeah cool I think it looks way better but yeah this Diablo 3 obnoxious logo isn't like that um, Mario Party has slipped down to second place in the Japanese charts. Um, however, Switch is still the best-selling console. So, I mean, that's why we try to get in, like yeah. over over there with the handheld stuff because the Switch is doing phenomenally well in Japan. Like it's well exceeding what it uh, what you'd expect it to get. Uh, it's Call of Duty Black Ops that has uh, knocked it off the top. That's crazy for Japan, though. I mean, there's a there is a lot of Western people in Japan that would play that. Plus, like I'm sure the the Japanese market at this point is well into playing like. Especially like because there's a, a battle royale mode and stuff like that in it. True. Yeah. Because I mean, PUBG and stuff like that was huge over there. I'm sure Fortnite probably is as well. Oh yeah. Um, the other ones that are in their chart is like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Warriors Orochi Four, Minecraft, Splatoon Two, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, Spider Man, FIFA Nineteen. It's pretty much the same as the UK chart, apart from those uh, the RPGs ch- tend to chart higher, and it's almost entirely filled with Switch games. And uh, with a few PS4 ones in there, uh, no Xbox games whatsoever in their top twenty games. Xbox didn't take off in Japan, though. Yeah, because it's like an American company. Like Japan just totally shuns it. They hate Xbox. Absolutely fucking hate it. It is for sale over there, but they... oh yeah. It like I've I've seen like some of the sales figures, and like some weeks they sell like less than a hundred units of Xbox ones. <laughs> You're like okay, and PlayStation selling like. 10,000, 20,000, 100,000, like that sort of thing. So, like, it's funny. You must be funny to see, like, an Xbox One on the shelf over there. Well, if Trump buy, bans PlayStation 5, like, just says only Xbox can be sold. America. I mean, I, don't, I think it would be riots in the street <laughs> if that happened. Like, that's one way to get yourself, uh, like, in you, fact, you'd probably be assassinated. Someone yeah. would assassinate him. I don't think they would. If they would <laughs> they, assassinate him, they would have done it by now. <laughs> I mean, that could be the straw, though, that breaks it. Like, PlayStation 5 is banned for sale in, in, in the US. Like, nope, you're dead. Boom, dead. That's what will do it. <laughs> and if you look at the Wikipedia article in, like, 100 years' time, it will say, oh, Donald Trump was assassinated because of uh, his banning of the PlayStation 5. <laughs> this angered the gamers who rose up against him. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, Monolith Soft has said that uh, they would love to put uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Switch, but uh, money stands in the way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it really is needed on the Switch. They've got X2 and you've got the, like, uh, the what is it, Torna, the prequel thing for it. Do you need X? It, it, yeah, I would say so. I would love to play that game through again. Um, I never finished it. It's like it's not linked to Xenoblade Chronicles. It is in a way and it isn't. Mm. Um, like, Chronicles isn't directly linked. No, it is. Chronicles is kind of linked to. X is more like a Final Fantasy you know like fancy seven you know that sort of way yeah chronicles isn't linked either i know uh, chronicles 2 they are linked but like they're years thousands of millions of years apart or something like that yeah, yeah. like so there's no need to play before you play two yeah i would like it actually i don't think it would ever come i don't think it's I mean, they could. They will eventually end up doing it where they put Wii games onto it, and they'll do it as like as that rather than like a remaster. Would Hopefully, <clears throat> or like a virtual console. Well, there's a di- there was a digital version of the Wii that should be yeah, too exa- difficult. Exactly, and you've got all the, all the motion controls and stuff like that all there if you want to use them. So there's no, no motion controls for it because it's a Wii U. Oh, a Wii U game. Okay, but I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't have that there. Like, it's, all the Wii U games would work on the Switch. Natively, no problem. This is all, the buttons are all all there and the touchscreens there, so it's fine. Um, like I mean, they could do that with uh, with any Wii U game to be fair. They like, just port it over and like say, okay, well, it only works if the game originally supported Pro Controller. You can you be able to use like the Pro Controller, and if the game originally was touchscreen only, then you would only be able to play it handheld mode. But I mean, I think people would accept that; it'd be fine. Um, EA have said that they'll add Usain Bolt to FIFA 19 if he can secure a professional contract. Which is a kind of a no-brainer. But that applies but... to most people. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, if I could go out and get a professional football contract, then... You would bid FIFA. They would probably add me to the game. <laughs> like, yes, uh... That offer applies to anybody. Pretty much, yeah. But, like, what? I... see what I would do, right? See if I was, like, a kind of smaller team... Right, there was in FIFA or maybe not even in FIFA. Um, I would fucking sign Usain Bolt. To my team. Get the cover star. Well, you definitely would get the cover. Oh, you wouldn't get get the cover star, right? But like they they would pay the license licensing for him, and it's gonna uh, drive traffic to your like website and stuff like that. And, and boost, your team. Uh, boost the profile of your team. Just having him in your in your team, and I'm guarantee there's some kind of lower level teams that would love to have somebody like that playing for them. Because, like, oh, okay, well, I mean, he might, he's probably, he's not the fastest guy in the world anymore. Like, there's no way he can be because he's a bit older now, so. Um, but he's still pretty fast, and he's still, he'll still be really fit. And as long as he's, like, a half-decent footballer, like, he'd probably improve just by any team. Just by him being fast. Yeah. Um, and I think his attitude as well, like, he's got a really, really like, positive attitude towards things. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 file sizes have been revealed and this will tie into another news story and we'll just cover them both here um, for the Xbox One and the PS4 and it's going to be over 100 gigabytes 105 gigabytes it's going to be in total and so that means that it's going to be put out on two discs on PS4 and Xbox One two discs (laughs) 
So you're going to have an install disk and a play disk, which is crazy because that's the that's the first time that's happened on the PS4 and Xbox One for a single game. It's happened yeah. a couple of times for like the the multi pack games, so like your like Batman and like Bioshock and stuff like that. But it's the first time it's happened for a single game, and it's also like the first time you've had to have like an install disk on this gen. Yeah, it's the first I, time. I thought we were away from that, like completely. But no, here it is: install disk and then play disk. Like fuck no. Um, but yeah, they and, and like even on PS3, like you never had that. But maybe maybe that maybe that's just because they've managed to get the entire game on the disc this time instead of like what ninety megabytes. Or oh, for the Call of Duty, yeah. Um, well, I think that's part that's part of it. I think it's so that people can play this like offline, because um, I think people that are buying Red Dead, not all of them will have like online all the time and that no. sort of stuff. And because they want it to be the biggest game it can be, they don't want people to be sitting with like needing this massive update to be able to actually play the game and, then, and they've tried to make it like a not online only game so fair enough to them for that but like in this day and age just just put a patch on it and just put it on one disc because how much money does it cost them to make this game like in terms of physical pressing of it because you're doubling See, the cost I, by doubling the disc I didn't realise it was a prequel to Red Dead Redemption yeah which means it doesn't make any sense calling it Red Dead Redemption 2 but okay <laughs> like, like, okay, you've got what Red Dead Revolver or was it? Yep, and, and then, then Red, Dead Red, Dead, Red, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> Two. Yeah, which takes place before Red Dead Redemption One. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> like, why would they on, not dude. just make a sequel to Red Dead? Like, it makes no sense. I, like, I suppose it's just to probably get John Marston in it because everybody liked. Him. Yeah, and he died at like, the end of Red Dead. Yeah, he he died at the end, and you had to play as his son or something like that, and. I, I think part of it is like he there was a whole big thing with his gang in the game and like people were interested in the backstory for his gang and this is yeah. it basically I, I don't have any interest in it whatsoever like I couldn't be less interested in this game the most interesting thing about it is that to me is that it comes on two discs <laughs> and that it has horseball physics like <laughs> like okay yeah, I would have rather a sequel. So because if they, at the end of Red Dead Two, you, Red Dead One, you played it anyway, mm. people would have accepted. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. they could have added this as DLC, done like a, a story expansion about John Marston's gang, and that would have sold loads. But they should definitely continue the story, not went back because that's not forward in your franchise. Yeah, totally agree. Um. Other news is a few new games have been added to a Game Pass this week on Xbox. So there was a brand new game that came out uh, this week. It's kind of like, it's not quite a horror game, but like it's kind of, they're calling it a spooky game, <laughs> um, which is called Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. And it looks kind of like a Dark Souls game, but just with bosses. Uh, so that's on uh, Xbox One now available. Um, NBA Playgrounds 1 is no longer available to purchase from the Switch eShop. It's been which is weird. Because it's still on the other console. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why that is. It must be like a licensing thing, and to, probably to do with the sequel coming out and that. Um, Bethany was playing it last week, actually. She was like, oh, I want to play the, this uh, Playgrounds game. I'm like, okay, on you go. <laughs> Just played it for like 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> um. Oh, this is a, a sad bit of sad news. So, uh, Games TM and Games Master are both closing. So, yeah, I'll see when I... 
to write for Games Master. Like uh, one of my letters was published to them when I was younger. Obviously, I watched every episode of the TV show with Dominic Diamond. It was the best magazine. If I do ever buy a magazine, like say if I'm going on holiday, I will always pick up a Games Master. Mm-hmm. And like it's a shame that it's gone. And it's one of the only ones that still lasted under five pounds. I think it's like what four pound or three seventy five or something. But I always wanted to write for them. Like that's the job that I wanted to do with my journalism. Do you know what I mean? When I was in, yeah. like, really wanted to be a writer. That's what I wanted to do. And now they're gone. For- yeah, it's a shame. Like, uh, it's a shame how far down they went. I mean, I used to buy the issues all the time. Like every, every month, every month wasn't it? Yeah, month. Every month I bought it. Yeah. And uh, for for years, and uh, I remember going to uh, it was like a car boot sale somewhere, and. I can't remember where it was, but it was some random place we were on holiday, and like me, me, and my dad found like these old issues of like Game Master magazines. Like I don't think I'll have I have them anymore to be fair, but um, I remember buying them. They were like maybe from the Mega Drive days, and like and uh, and I I bought all the ones that they had. <laughs> it was it was like really interesting reading them, uh, reading them back through. I mean, even even that was probably um, that would have been probably early two thousands, I think. But yeah, it was uh, it was interesting reading those late ones back then. But like, if I ever come across like a games master, like I, I always I will always buy it. But I I don't buy magazines ever. So I, I still mean, do. It's part of, part of the problem of like magazines. To be honest, is like they're going away. You can, because you've, people... everybody's got a phone in their pocket, and you yeah. can instantly look up. See if you see the front special on Halo Five. Mm. You can Google that news story and probably read the same one that's in the magazine. Maybe not the same one, but there'll be, there's Eurogamers free, GamesRadar's free, Agents free, you know, like GameSpot, all these sites. Yeah. You don't need to pay for them. So... The problem, the problem is the time, I think, because, um, like, your magazine, um, you've got, like, a, a date on it, essentially, where the information is up to date and correct, and then the second that it's printed and shipped, it's out of date within one It's last week. week's news, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, they, okay, they can, they can hold the hold the deadline till right up to print date, but after that, they can't do anything about it. You can't change it once it's out there. So, and, and then you've got another one. Like, hmm. Yeah, exactly. Until they've got like a some sort of disposable digital magazine that you could have, where the information can be updated. You can't do it. But uh, I mean, that's where it's gone. It's gone to phones, um, and the information there is all free. Um, so it's not sellable essentially. That's why and it's all, up to date. Yeah, and it's up to date. That's why like GameSpot and Eurogamer and stuff like that, they've all got like built in advertising stuff and that's how they make their money um, rather than like from selling actual the actual content. But yeah. Get, goodbye, Games Master. So I'm sad to see them go because like I did I do like yeah, Games Master and I liked the the way their articles and that were written. But I've not seen <coughs> it for a while. Um Days Gone got delayed unsurprisingly to uh 26th of April 2019, which is, is a two-month delay. Um, from what I've heard, that game's had big problems in development. Um, and I've watched some gameplay for, of it at E3. And it looks horrible. It's not even that it looks horrible. It's just like the, the people that were demoing it were having a real problem, like actually like doing the mission that they were trying to show off. Like Because they, they kept encountering... like It wasn't quite glitches, but they just kept hitting... like barriers where they couldn't get past the bit that they were trying to do so I mean if they're, if the people that are fucking demoing the game can't even like play the game properly then you've got big problems so yeah I'm not surprised do you think it was announced too early? Um, yeah because this game was supposed to have been out like pretty much already 
Like I'm sure it's supposed to come out in the summer. And and then if you push it to April now, like I would guess that Last of Us will come out in the summer. Like you're way too close to Last of Us. By the time that comes out, like people are already getting hyped for it, Last of Us, and they're not going to bother with Days Gone because it's too similar. <coughs> Even and, there's the, and there's the Walking Dead game coming out soon. Yeah, which looks more interesting because it's like a multiplayer game, so... It's licensed and folk will, folk will still buy the Walking Dead game. Because I remember when the, the other one came out and I think I was working Game Center at the time. Um, and even though we were telling customers this isn't going to be very good, they did not care. Customers just wanted it because it said the Walking Dead on it. Your Call of Duty and FIFA only crowd. Because it, it was what? It was Daryl and, uh, and Meryl that was about on it. Yeah, <laughs> and it was off. Yeah. yeah, that's what I heard. I never actually played that one, but this yeah, one could be good because it's from the same folk that done. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it does look good because it's by the same folk that did what pay, Payday? Did you say? Paid. Yeah, it's yeah. the same people that did Payday. It's not some of the people that did Left 4 Dead as well. I could be wrong on that. This, this, this might be. Yeah, but Payday, anyways, it's it's yeah. still ongoing. That game still got a community. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really like Payday, but I can I can see the appeal of it. Like, I, I just felt it, would, it didn't look very good when I played it, but it was PS3 when I was playing it. Can't wait to, for it to come to the Switch. Payday 2. <laughs> Payday 2 is on Switch. Is it out already? Fuck. It came out, like, last year. It wasn't last year. It was this, it was this year it was out. Um, okay, other, <laughs> other news. Um... Spider-Man has had a, its a new patch come out and it has a New Game Plus in it as well as updates to the photo mode including stickers and frames. And it came out in February this, this year, PD2, which is yeah. almost last year. Well, it's still this year. It's only eight months ago. <laughs> um, I haven't seen a single copy of that like in the shop. <laughs> I don't think that's sold well. That's going to be a rare game. Mm. That no one wants. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I imagine the online community for that is fuck all. Uh, on the Switch, yeah, yeah there'll be nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, Spider-Man's uh, update with, with the photo mode stuff included stickers for fake puddles. <laughs> That's hilarious. Which I thought was was really funny because yeah. uh, obviously there was the whole puddle gate thing just before the game came out. And uh, now you can and add I more still, puddles to the game. I still stand by what was said. They did downgrade the graph. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they downgraded the graphics. Like it looked absolutely did. fucking great to me. It looked okay. They downgraded. Well, I mean, I was playing on a pro, and like, pro looked great. I'm not saying pro it didn't look good, but I'm mm-hmm. talking about the screenshot exam. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I saw things like that. In pro's, the game, pro's not actually full 4K though, is it? It's not like full 4K, so or true 4. Well, it's like checkerboarded 4K or whatever. But I mean, yeah, so to the not, to the eyes, it's fucking 4K. Like to a, to a digital. But then to a digital again, I'm an Xbox One. <laughs> like if you if you're okay with program, the hat, <laughs> but you can't play Spider Man on Xbox anyway, so that's a moot point. Um, the uh, oh, to, this week was the first week where you would be able to legitimately get the uh, go outside achievement in the Stanley Parable. Yeah, I've seen that. Which I thought was funny because it's like, uh, don't play the Stanley Par- Parable for five years. That game was really good. I really loved good. It. Yeah, it was cool. If you've not played, highly recommend playing it. Like, if uh, it comes to Switch, pick it up. 
I mean, even on PC, like, I would say, like, if you want a PC that's capable of doing games, like, it's a fucking must-play must on PC. Like, it's one of the best games on PC. It's so, like, subversive and weird, um, but it's just brilliant. And it's really, it's a really easy game to play as well. Like, anybody could pick up and play this game. The, but the thing is, like, so many alternate routes, like, you to play it the way that the narrator tells you to. That's just, like, the standard ending. But then, like, if you start ignoring the narrator, like you said, Stanley, walk down the hall. See if you go, like, left, they'll be like, what are you doing? And sometimes they'll turn against you. Sometimes you end up, like, with other areas of the map. Sometimes glitch the whole game. Yeah, but it's just such a really clever and well-done game. The, this kind of, like, the other games that the guy did after that weren't as good, but they were still pretty cool. Um, but definitely not as good as the Stanley Parable. It was, it's fucking genius. Um, so there's a few more uh, of the backwards compatibility titles have been enhanced for Xbox One and X. So uh, Half-Life 2, The Orange Box, Portal Still Alive, Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 uh, all now have enhanced visuals and higher resolutions on Xbox One X. And there was uh, two more backwards compatible games added today as well, which were uh, Tropical 4 and what was the other one? Tropical 4 and uh, Lego Star Wars 2. Which you can get now. I, I don't know if you would necessarily want Tropical 4, but wasn't Michael into, really into one of the yeah. Tropical games? Yeah, Tasha's brother absolutely loves those games. Hmm. Like, he's day one on, like, is it Tropical 6 that's due out? Yeah, something like that. I, I never really got into them. Like, I think I booted, we got Tropical 5 free on, on Plus. Yeah. Well, back in like I booted it and, and never ever played. Like I booted it briefly and didn't really like it. But yeah, not one, not one for me that one. Hey, that's all the news. Cool. So let's move on to what we've been playing. Um, and most of our gaming's been similar this week. Um, so we can kind of roundtable more or less the game that's going to be talked about for a while. Um, but I did play a couple other games tonight, and I played them. Um, mm-hmm. Finally, went on and tried the Far Cry Five DLC. Um, the one I tried, uh, I can't remember the name of it. The Vietnam it's one. The v- yeah. Yeah. So this one takes place in Vietnam, as Andy said, and you crash, and you captured by the. Vietnamese, or I don't know who captures yeah. you. Somebody yeah, captures you and puts you in a cage. Vietnamese, and they like kill like one of your guys trying to get information out of. Them. And then like your guys are still in the sky bombing the area, so they bomb you, escape the cage, and you learn stealth tactics. And you're going through the jungle, and then you get back to your helicopter, you get your pack, and it's like you have to get to the extraction zone, and it's cool and all. Uh, it feels more like uh, the first far because it's in the jungle and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred if it expanded on the story that I absolutely loved in Far Cry 5 rather than being like a random side story, which I think all three of these are. Um, I don't I, I don't even think the character I'm playing was in Far Cry 5. Maybe there is somebody that links them, but the, the, the story in a whole has nothing to do with like Far Cry 5, which is really annoying. And I don't know if Far Cry kind of does that, but like Blood Dragon was... It's, it was nearly its own game by itself. Well, it was its own game eventually by itself. It came out standalone. But what's the point in doing three short kind of like adventures that aren't clearly going to spin off to their own thing? Just they should have just continued the story. I absolutely loved it. 
Um, I suppose I don't know where you go with this after the nooks going off, but um, who knows, man? Like I, I don't know what the other two are going to be like. I know they're going to be fun and wacky, but the other thing that annoyed me, and I don't like when DLC does this, is when you start it up and it's in a separate menu. It doesn't occur naturally in the game. You know, I thought these would have happened in game, but no, I had to go to the main menu. Go to like. It just felt like it was tacked on, and I don't know. It almost felt like you know they'd finished the game early, and they went, hey, "Okay, see those three wee ideas you had, just develop them yeah. into their own thing." Yeah, I think you're totally right on that one. I think that's exactly what they did. But I think they they did these because of the success that they had with Blood Dragon, where they had this like wacky out there experience where they were like, "Do you know what? We've got this engine, like uh, we've got this idea. Let's try it, see if it works. And if it works, then we might do more things like that." And I, I, I appreciate them doing that. To be fair, like. Take, taking like the concept of and their engine and whatnot and putting that into like a different environment. So uh, I don't know that it's like the other ones. Like it's uh, Hours of Darkness is the one the one that you're talking about. Um, yeah. But I don't know about the, the zombies one. Like zombies on Mars. Fucking, zombies and then there's Lost on Mars. Lost on Mars awesome. like kind of intrigues me. Like so I'd be interested to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, I'm going to give the other ones a try because I was going to, like, Far Cry 5 is going to be in my game of the year list. Like, I thought how much I loved that game because it came out at the start. And I thought, hmm, I was always waiting for this DLC and I can't just go on the show tonight and talk about just <laughs> college. Like, it, it, it is good DLC, but I just loved the story that much that mm. I wanted more of it. Like, Far Cry 3's DLC was mm. in game stuff as well, and yeah. I prefer that sometimes. And, I know what you're talking about, they were letting it do because Blood Dragon did so well. We'll say Blood Dragon came out of Far Cry 3, but Blood Dragon was large enough to feel like its own thing. These don't feel big enough. Like, mm. it's a big ish map, but it's not like Blood Dragon didn't feel like just expand. It felt like Far Cry Primal, which came out by itself, you know what I mean? Like, it felt yeah. that sort of size of thing. Um, this one doesn't. It's I don't know if the man open, open up anymore, but it's just interesting. This like it's boring, bland war. Like I'm in Vietnam. Cool. If I wanted to play an army game, I'd put Call of Duty on or Battlefield. You know, I, I didn't buy Far Cry to play as a soldier in the jungle. That's what I'm getting from this one. Mm-hmm. The, the zombie one in the Mars one might be better, but for me anyway, this this isn't DLC that I'm going to enjoy. So I don't know if I'll go back to this one, but I'm definitely going to try the other two, at least play the first mission um, or the first like sort of quest or whatever it is yeah. in, in the next ones. But I may as well play them. I bought the, I bought the gold edition, but it's just... You know what I mean by that? Like, you buy Far Cry for a reason. It's kind of sort of based in real world with fantasy-ish elements. I don't, and they might introduce them into this one. Like I haven't read up on it, but I just, I'm just getting the feeling of it. it do you know what it feels like? A Medal of Honor. That's what it feels like. Okay. I mean, I've like Medal of Honor. Like, I bet I didn't want to play Medal of Honor. Wanted to play Far Cry. So when I was playing this tonight, <laughs> so, I played like the first bit, and I'm like, yeah, I would have been better off playing COD for this. The time I spent in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I might go back eventually. Like it's digital. I've I've got it ever so like well until they revoke the license. But like yeah, I've got it as long as um, I don't know. We'll see. But, mm, didn't enjoy for. Um, I put Fallout Four on because Game Pass are doing this sort of like challenge thing where like you play sixty minutes of Fallout Four, then thirty minutes of any other Bethesda game on Game Pass. So that'll be like Elder Scrolls, and you get entered a prize draw. And I thought. Fallout 76 beers tonight. I've got access to it. I'll just have we go Fallout um, 4. 
as you know, like I didn't put much time into this game, so I can't remember where my save is. Um, I put 12 hours into the base building, and I know for a fact I've not done that much because I, basically I respawned them in the middle of nowhere. Well, I'm in the middle of a city, right? And I don't remember ever venturing that far out, so I've got this feeling that when Tasha's cousin stayed over, he's put time into this game and left me in the middle of the city. Huh. Which really annoys me because you know going back to a game like that after what, say a year at least, mm. maybe even two years, and it's like, huh, right? I just I, I don't really know right what is going on in the story. I can't remember my weapon setup. I don't know what everything is, and I was just kind of lost. So um, I try I couldn't figure out the mission that I was on. Like I was in the second part of this uh, mission to kill or to clean out like a, a part of the town. So I was like, nope made it back to like my base and I ended up throwing Molotov cocktails in the windows at the villagers by accident so I'm like right I don't really know the button so I'm going to fast travel away so there was one like fine diamonds that I traveled away and I ended up at this like massive city and I, I get in and I'm this is this is like far too overwhelming yeah like for me to jump into to get into a city this size there's the mongrel dogs and other enemies in the ground that are like kicking my ass because I have no idea the controls for one, it's dark and I haven't played this game in ages so I ended up giving up. I don't think Fallout 4 is one that I'm ever going to complete. Um, hmm. Not that I didn't get my hours of fun out of it it's just I didn't finish the story but it's a bit like Skyrim for me Andy we've talked about it before. Yeah. I never finished the memory but I don't regret one time that I've bought that game and I've bought yeah. it in several consoles and different yeah. versions which which is a detriment to how much fun the sandbox is in those games that I don't feel like I have to go and follow. I've had enough fun in it doing what I mean anyway. I've made my stories like I've had months of playing Fallout as it is but going back and trying to attempt to go through the story I think I would need to have a fresh start and the fact that like Fallout 76 is out in a few weeks and I've got that pre-ordered I don't and I know it's online it's slightly different but it, it is online and it isn't online it's, you can play the whole game yourself and stuff so I'll try the beta for that tonight but Fallout 4 for me sadly I think I might have to uninstall it again for like the last time Um, I just I don't see myself playing it now the new one's coming you know that way where it's like oh this one's coming out and I'm going to have to go through to with that anyway what's the point when you start this one now um, I don't know Fallout 4 I'm, I'm not missing Fallout 4 I just think I've had more fun with it it's mm. like yeah. Skyrim like how, how old is that 2002 and I'm slowly just now getting through um, the story you know, Fallout 4 might come out and switch next year and I might pick it up and slowly go through the story but for me on Xbox last my time with Fallout 4 is well spent. Um, it's a bit like Skyrim as well. Like I did get that in the sale one time for Xbox, but I mean, I'm playing Switch in small, small chunks at a time. Like I'll maybe pick up Switch once or twice a week just now, Andy, because obviously the games are around the corner. I know you just get Starlink, but like Pokemon's just coming out, Diablo's almost out. Once those out, my Switch will be in full force again, but my Switch got a good rest for a, a while there and um, yeah I've not seen a Switch for ages yeah I've just not been playing it much um, occasionally I'll pop on and take a look at the store and stuff but um, I don't know like I've, I've finished my Zelda like Mario's there it's done I spent time in Call of Duty Day 1 and I did Mario finish it do you know what I mean so 
Um, there's just nothing on it for me just now. Like Mario Tennis didn't take off the way I wanted it to. Mario Kart 8 online, like there's not as big a community as I thought. Splatoon 2 is kind of drying up thanks to the cheating scandals and it made it not fun to play for a while. So I kind of stopped going back to that. Um, plus, it's it's surely time for Splatoon 3 at least to be announced at this stage. You know, Splatoon 2 was like a, a launch title practically, like maybe the month after it came out. and we're on year two of the Switch now. Like next year's year three. It's about time for a sequel for that. Um it's not as if it's a Zelda game that needs years in development. Just it's Splatoon three out, please. Um but yeah, I I will go back to the Switch, but um I'm, in fact I'm going down to my training two weeks to London. I kind of I've almost got a date and he's booked tomorrow. Um Nice. And I'll, I'll definitely use a lot of Switch then because I'm having to stay over down in London for a minimum of four nights. Do you know, because the training's on Tuesday to Thursday and I go down the Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will need my Switch because it's not like I really want down an Xbox or a PlayStation, especially if no, I'm going to have to fly or something. So I'll take the Switch down, I'll put some time in it there. Um, and luckily at my 30 gig tariff now, I can just uh, use it to stream off of. Um, but yeah, I haven't played uh, very much anything else because I've put the day and a half or over a day and a half into the other game. Most nights I've just been playing it. I did, I did buy a new game today. Well, not a new game. I did play a game today on CX actually. And t- um, I, I've told you, you know what it is. I, I, was, I told you I wanted to play Modern Warfare Mastered because I absolutely love those games. And it's £35. Deal. It's £20 to buy you, or £6 you can buy Infinite Warfare Legacy Edition, which has it on the disc. So I yeah. got it for £6. And like, I've not even installed Infinite Warfare, but like, because I went in the shop and Michael was saying, What are you doing? And I was, Well, I, I want to play Modern Warfare, and I would rather pay £6 for this disc to have it than £20 for the Yep. <laughs> like technically two games even though I'm probably not going to play Infinite Warfare yeah, Xbox yeah. like for six quid for Infinite Warfare and Call of Duty that, that's an unreal price because that that package was £99 when it came out I know <laughs> that was £100 to buy that when it came out because they banked a lot in Modern Warfare and yeah. to be fair it paid off slightly but Infinite Warfare never took off the community didn't get behind that game uh, even though I loved the campaign it's just online didn't take off um, Modern Warfare was good but then they announced it was coming out separate anyway and everybody got pissed off but for £6 that's like £3 like I've spent more, I've spent in fact for £6 I've spent more of my lunch do you know what I mean yep. Yep, like so <laughs> Modern Warfare Remastered I, I, I wanted to play it next because that's when I'm playing um, I fired it in tonight it's like 80 gig so it's like installing quite a bit. Um, I had to delete a couple of things, believe it or not, off my two terabyte hard drive. Because um, I've got three terabytes, I think, total. A terabyte in the Xbox One X. Um, had to delete some stuff. Um, so I've got terabyte free now. Uh, through the first mission, and it really annoys me, that opening mission, where it's like, because this is the one where Soap's new. Like in the second game, I remember Soap was the guy that was in charge Like Captain McTavish. Because um, it's Soap, and he's the new guy in the first one. And you have to assault course in the SAS barracks. And I always wanted to beat like Infinity Words time of like 15 seconds. And I was playing it tonight. I'm like, I can't get better than 24 seconds. I don't think it's possible. And then I'm watching videos of guys like Lightning Bolt reactions. And I'm like, I'm never going to be able to do this assault course. I'll, I'll be happy with medium difficulty. Um, played, well, I didn't play the first mission before the show. I stuck it on. I went, I'll do the next mission, forgetting the next mission in Call of Duty. Oh, no, I did do it. But the next mission in Call of Duty, anyway, is. 
you're a dictator guy or a president of like some I don't know, it's not Saudi Arabia, but it's, 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 it's Iran or it's some country, Middle Eastern country anyway. And um, you don't get to do anything in the back of a car and taken to this place and the guy shoots you and then it cuts out and you're on a video that like um, Captain Price has shown the team. It's like he was killed on air and you have to go into the ship and I always remember the ship mission, the ship sinking out, you're fighting your way through it and it's in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's such a good fucking opening mission for mission, but proper opening mission, and like the lighting and everything in the remaster. You've played the remaster, College of Modern No, I never played it. I do have it, but I never Mate, played it. If you've got it, in the pro, play that in the pro. Honestly, like play like it's it's not even Xbox One X enhanced because I had to go to check because, mm. um, you know, you go on the right and it says show Xbox One X enhanced games on. Yeah. It's not even enhanced and it just looks incredible. Like Call of Duty Four when it came out was impressive looking game at the time because I mean this was the first proper big one because Call of Duty Three I'm sure was cross platform with PlayStation Two. Um, mm. I think it was, and Call of Duty 4 obviously more and and the story and everything was perfect, but remastered very holy moly, it looks good um, really good online apps as well, but obviously I'm, but online I'm playing Black Ops, I was just, I'm just in the mood to, that's why I was so excited when you told me you had Modern Warfare 3 but I'm wanting to play through the Modern Warfare story actually just now, so mm. um, 6 quid for this one though like I actually think Modern Warfare 2 is more expensive just now to buy than the Infinite Warfare Legacy Edition, which is insane. But hey, if you want six quid down it, I don't advertise that a lot, especially when I work for them, but six quid you cannot argue with. I don't know why Andy still works there. Not bad mouth them. Just go and spend six quid down there. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. it's, it's that no, but how, how insane is that deal? Six pound like even if you don't <laughs> play Infinite Warfare, like so um if you're that bothered by it, print yourself out a modern warfare cover and put it in the box and just consider <laughs> consider it as modern warfare and you get infinite warfare free do you know what I mean um, such a good game so I've played a bit of that tonight I, I just I'm not going to play multiplayer because obviously my multiplayer time is going to levelling up on uh, blackout uh, stand-ups modes and zombies just now um, but wow modern warfare man like this remastered version is something I take because I never put much time into it to be fair uh, on the playstation and just seen it on the Xbox One X on the 4K Taylor, like even when it's not been enhanced for the X, what a game, voice acting and everything. Uh, I, I remember the mission as well, where you had to put the ghillie suit on, crawl up the hill, and all the soldiers were coming down towards you in the mm. tanks and stuff. Just some phenomenal... I mean, when you can remember scenes like that from a first-person person shooter, it just shows you how good... But anyway, talking about good shooting games, uh, the only thing I played last was Black Ops 4, but uh, if you want to run, you've been playing, and then we can kind of round table or week two of Black Ops 4 thought. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, first of all, I've been playing a little bit more Spider-Man, just going for the grind of the last lot of missions. I've done Taskmaster now, he's done and dusted, and all I've got now to do is the crimes, which is fucking boring, just like swinging about the city, waiting so for annoying. crimes to pop up, and then getting the crime when it pops up. I told you um, it was boring. I kind of wish that I'd done it more as I was Throughout going the through game. the story, to be honest. Because <laughs> I did... Yeah, there were so many times where like, a crime would pop up and because I was on the way to like go and do a mission, I'm like, oh, I really want to go and do this mission because I'm interested in it. I wish I'd just yep. done the fucking crime on the way. And it would have felt would... natural and got it out of the way. Exactly, yeah, but because I didn't do that, like if I'd done one in between doing every mission or 
or one or two, then uh, then I would have much less to do now. But now, like going through and like doing a full district is taking hours and hours to do it. It's, then it's fucking boring. Yeah, because you have to wait for the crime to pop. Do you know? Because yeah. they're not fixed locations. Yep. Yeah. Basically, like, see if you swing about for a bit and then land, and then like use your like spider sense. That seems to yeah. like trigger one most of the time, but not every time. Sometimes you have to yeah. go and speak to a person, and then they'll go, "Oh, over there." Over there, Spidey. Like, yeah. how the fuck do you? How the fuck do you, like? Does this random guy know about this crime that's happening? Like hundreds <laughs> of meters away. <laughs> like, and why is he? True. Why is he not called the cops or like or like shouting to me like Spider Man? Spider Man. Open the Spider. Yeah, fucking weird. Um. But yeah, so I, I'm still plodding away through that. It'll take me a bit of time to go through that because it is really just grindy. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I've played a little bit more, not a whole lot this week because I, I played more Call of Duty, but I'm putting maybe an hour or so into Odyssey this week. Um, I'm go- I'm I'm obviously going to jump back into that more next week because I'm on holiday next week, so that's going to yes. be my Assassin's Creed time where I'll put a lot of time into that. But I'm about, about 14 hours into it now. Um, still really digging it. Really, really good game so far. Uh, I did play two other games though yesterday, Ali. One of which you're yeah. interested in, one of which you won't be. Um, so first of all, I played uh, Clockwork Tales of Glass and Ink, which is a kind of like hidden object game, like a hidden object slash puzzle game. Um, the puzzly elements of it are not good or fun because it's that kind of obtuse way where you have to go and find a random item that interacts with another random item in order to uncover something to get another another random item that gets you another random item and so on and so forth with about 10 or 15 items until you eventually get a key to open the door like and it's that over and over and over again and there is like hidden object puzzles in amongst this though and the hidden object puzzles i really enjoyed doing because it's like it gives you like a list of things to find like uh there are text it's like a list of text it's like oh find these 15 items in this like picture essentially and I, I like those because I've always liked doing those like on the uh, uh, you've probably done them on the iPad before there's like a bunch of like uh, good hidden object games on, on iPad and uh, and I've always liked I've always liked those yeah things like that um, and, and those were good but apart from that I didn't, didn't really like the rest of this game the story seems cool though and uh, Professor Layton's kind of, good yeah uh, like I, I've never actually played Professor Layton but like I'm looking forward to when it eventually comes to Switch <laughs> so I can play yeah. it there because obviously it was on 3DS and I never had 3DS or DS by the time the, the games came out. But um, but I did I did finish it and uh, I've got there's like a prequel mission to do in it. That I need to do and then I'll that'll be it completely done and I'll have the the platinum trophy and it. it's quite quite an easy trophy set that one. Uh, I did play through the bunker though, Ali. Oh, from the guy that done that game that I like. Yeah, so obviously we both played Late Shift kind of about the same yeah, sort of time. And uh, the bunker was, I believe this game was made before uh, Late Shift. I, I, could, I, I could be wrong on that, but it's certainly by the same people anyway. Um, and I was like, oh, like I'll play this because I had, had a bit of time. I'm like, yep, this game seems like it uh, would be interesting because it's by the same people and like it's a similar sort of setup, except it's not at all. It's completely different. <laughs> like mm. uh, that game was obviously all about just the dialogue choices that you made and that basically took you to different scenes and like a, a kind of movie and it was it was a good like movie I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it and like interacting yeah. with it but it wasn't much of like a game this no, one it was wasn't a game more, it, was a, it yeah. was a movie that you uh, way that it went 
yeah so this one's much more of like a game so this one yeah, oh that's like, unfortunate yeah totally like you have to go and solve puzzles and stuff like that and i felt it really like took away from the story that we're trying to tell however the story they tried to tell was garbage as well absolute shit yeah, really terrible because it's supposed to be like this bunker that uh, there's been some like nukes have gone off like down in england somewhere and these people are holed up in a bunker and it starts you off as like a baby and a, and it shows you like flashbacks of you as a kid when you're now playing as like a, a grown man who's the only person that's left in the bunker and for some reason everyone else is gone but you find out through the story that everyone else is dead and it kind of tells you how they died and stuff like that and yeah really didn't enjoy this at all it was really bad like really terrible um, which was really disappointing to me because I, I did really like Late Shift because it, it was actually a good movie and this one is just a bad game Really bad is it a movie style as well, or is it? I mean, it it kind of is, but not really, because um that like that game was always uh, the late shift. It was always pushing you forward, so like you were watching, and then you had to choose, and you had like you're, I think there was a time limit like for how long you had to choose. Yeah, there was. was. Looking at, like you're looking at, like down moments or when it stopped, let you choose, and then moved on to the next thing. <laughs> but this one, like uh, it'll, the guy will go into a room. And then it'll be like, okay, well, there's a bunch of stuff you can interact with in this room. And, like, if you click on it, he'll go over to it and he'll interact with it and do whatever it is he does with it. And, and then solve you solve the puzzle and move on to, the, like, the next part of it. Yeah. Yeah, really shit. I <laughs> really didn't enjoy it whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. I think, if it, had a, I think if it had a good story, then I would have liked it. But it I reminded think this me one of, did come out before it, so I wonder if the new one's more did. like... Aye, because they did another one after this as well that was, like, some the other thing. Remember, thing. The Doctor thing, yeah, I can't remember what yeah. it was, but... Um, it, this kind of reminds me of... Do you ever play the X-Files game? Yeah, on the PlayStation 1. Reminds me of that, but obviously without any X-Files things in it or anything, like, no aliens or anything like that, but in terms of the actual like, gameplay side of it, it reminds me of that. Really bad. Um, so the other thing that I played was uh, I did pick up Starlink Battle for Atlas on the Switch. Yes. <clears throat> so this is, this is an interesting one because it's Toys to Life and like Toys to Life is kind of a faux pas at the moment like because uh, Lego Dimensions got cancelled, Disney Infinity got cancelled, Skylanders is just like up in the air right now. They don't like who, who knows if they're making another game. They haven't explicitly said that they're not making another one or that it's cancelled or anything like that. But it seems to have just all gone quiet on the Skylanders front at the moment so um, well there's yeah. a mobile game that just came out so it is alive but it, that wasn't well, I mean, by action or anything yeah I mean well Skylanders has had a mobile <laughs> version of it for a long time anyway um, for the last couple of games but uh, that, this one's totally different though because uh, okay it is Toys to Life but the kind of selling point <laughs> here is that you don't really have to use the toys no you don't at have all. to at all you don't have to use them like you could buy the game digitally and and buy all the bits and pieces for it digitally they all would come as dlc essentially and the dlc is cheaper than buying the the figures for it as well so like the the figures are i think like for one of the characters is like seven pounds for a character um but you could buy it in the uh the store for like four pound so it's kind of like half price basically as to uh, compared to buying the physical thing um but you don't Ha- you don't have to buy them like obviously you can get through the game with just the the starter pack and what i've what what i didn't like about it at first is that um it gives when you when you buy it it comes with like a ship and i, I got it on the switch so 
It comes with a ship and the, like two pilots, so you get Fox and you get uh, like whatever the I, I can't remember the guy's name, Lance I think it is, is the the kind of main guy um, from the the story. But you can play through the entire game as Fox, no problem. And he's got like loads of scripted dialogue and that that all fits in with even not just the specific Star Fox missions, but the actual like uh, main Starlink missions. So you can just play the game as a Star Fox game, no problem. Yeah, well. We also had the news story I played that Fox in before they got mission. Mm. Yep. Which is pretty funny and a, a smart idea. So it's almost as if the, the Nintendo was like the main version of the game. You know, that was the loop platform. Which says to me it makes a lot of sense when people were saying the graphics in the Switch version are stand up next to the PlayStation and Xbox ones quite well. Yep, yep, and I would 100% agree with that. The game looks absolutely great. Like I'm, uh, this is one of the few games on Switch where I'm playing it on the uh, on the big screen. Mm. Um, like, and I don't play the Switch on the on the big screen pretty much ever. <laughs> like, I play it in handheld entirely. <laughs> but uh, this game just it feels like I should be playing it on the big screen. So that's why I'm playing it. Um, but just to just to go back to like the the toys part of it, so the the actual. The figures essentially, you've got this sort of like uh, Joy-Con holder, right? That you mm-hmm. that you clip the you clip a figure onto it, and then you clip the ship on top of him, and then you put the two weapons onto the ship, or like one weapon or whatever you however you want to do it. And you can configure the weapons in different ways. You can make them go backwards or forwards, and you can turn the wings upside down and that on it. And obviously, if you had more than one ship, you could. Uh, inter- you could like interchange all the different parts of the the wings and stuff like that if you wanted. And obviously, you can have Star Fox go into the other guy's ship, or the other guy go into uh, not Star Fox. Uh, you can have Fox go into the other guy's ship, or you can have uh, this guy Lance go into the R wing if you wanted. And you can do that. And the the good thing about the uh, the starter pack on the Switch is that it comes with uh, Fox plus the other guy and an R wing and two weapons. And um, however, it does also unlock. Um, digitally, the guy's ship, as well as uh, one other weapon. So you've got like three weapons that you can swap back and forwards between. Um, th- now those are digital only, so uh, you have to go into the menus to swap them about rather than changing them on the actual physical uh, items. But those are the uh, those are the other parts that would come with the regular version. Like if you bought it on one of the other consoles, because obviously those ones don't come with Star Fox or an Arwing. They come with uh, just the one pilot. Plus, I think it's three weapons you get with him, and the and his like ship. Mm-hmm. So you get you obviously get those three weapons digitally. Um, so I I didn't like what they did with the Joy-Con holder thing because uh, because I have the left Joy-Con issue, it it causes me a problem, because <laughs> um, it affects the signal of the left Joy-Con to the uh, to the switch. Right. So. I, what I had to do in order to use that was I had to move the switch in front of the TV because generally it sits behind the TV out the way. Um, so I had to put it in front of the TV and sit within, I would say, probably three feet of it to make it work. Um, if I sat any further away than that, it disconnected. But that's an issue with my switch uh, left Joy-Con, the blue one. Um, and obviously that's not probably going to be the situation for everybody. Um However, because of the way this game is, I wanted to play it with the Pro Controller. And you can't do that if you're using the toys, because there's no... Or the, the figures, there's no way for you to, like, put the them on top of the Pro Controller. No. But 
because it's all digital there, you've unlocked all the stuff digital if you own the starter pack and that, then it's all there, so I can just boot it up with the Pro Controller, and then if I want to swap stuff about on it, I can just do that digitally in the menu, which is totally fine. So, although I do have the figures, and I do like the figures, they look fucking cool, especially the R-Wing, it is really, really a nice piece. Like, I really like that I've got that, but I don't really need to do any of the swapping with the figure at all, because I can do it all in the game without having to have it connected at all. And it's much better playing it with the Pro Controller, because it is like, it is a fast-paced action game, and like, uh, when you're when you're in the, in the moment of like, fighting a kind of like space battle, the Joy-Cons just don't give you enough like purchase, I would say, like because it feels like you're playing like a proper, like a proper game almost, <laughs> like, and it doesn't feel right playing it with the with the uh, with the Joy Cons in this little grip thing. So I hope they do release like a a kind of grip for the uh, for the Pro Controller down the line, and and they might because they they've got like a co-op pack thing you can buy, but it it does again just let you put Joy Cons into. Like the, the same, like it's just a grip on its own, and um, but they do have like obviously grips for PS4 and Xbox One that are just like clip on things, but these wouldn't work with the Switch one. So, mm. it the R wing though does light up when you've got it plugged into the uh, the Joy Con ones, which is cool. Like the uh, <coughs> the back of it like lights up with the engine, which I didn't expect it to do. And <laughs> um, but the actual gameplay itself, so um. This game is a cross between, like, Lilac Wars, Star Fox, uh, No Man's Sky, and ReCore. <laughs> and it's fucking good. Like, uh, if you like the sound of that, and, like, actual, like, space combat and stuff, then, yeah, this is the game. If if you played No Man's Sky, and you wish there was actual missions and combat in it, then... This is what you want <laughs> because this has actual missions. When you, see when you're because you like start off kind of in space and you get into like space battles and then you can fly. There's like planets you can see around. You can fly over to them using your hyperspace, which is much more fun and, and it looks much cooler than No Man's Sky. Um, and you can fly down to straight to the planet surface and go and explore the planet. You can also scan like creatures that are kicking about, and the scanning of the creature is a thousand times more fun than scanning the creature in fucking No Man's Sky. Um, cause, but you are in the ship the entire time you don't get out the ship whatsoever but it's completely fine because you want it's a big open area so you want to be moving about really fast um, and it moves just so much faster than No Man's Sky and like there's pace and like actual missions and story and people that you talk to and stuff like that and it's all dialogue and voice acted and you don't need to fucking read anything like, in No Man's Sky so it's kind of like they took no, they took like the concept of No Man's Sky scaled it back a, a wee bit Stuck Star Fox in it, stuck some recoil mechanics in it, and by <coughs> by that I mean like the uh, the shooting mechanics are kind of out of recoil. And there's also like right. you know how you had the extraction techniques in recoil. Mm-hmm. There's there's a little bit of that in some of the boss fights, um, as well as in some of the like resource gathering stuff. So like if you come across something, you will need to go and extract like the core from it, and <laughs> and that's like straight out of recoil basically. And it's, it's even a very similar mechanic. You know how in that one she's got like a tether that she pulls on and you need to get it within like a certain range. Well, this one it's like you need to pull back on both the sticks and get them to like the right point to pull the thing out. Um, so like that, but they've took those like three things, like obviously with the Star Fox stuff, like uh, 
interesting like on land combat where you're like shooting like aliens and stuff and other ships mm-hmm. and combine that with like no man's skies exploration and not not mission structure but like they've got similar stuff in there to like what no man's sky did with that and but fleshed out a lot more and like that recore like combat so yeah all, all, those three things come together and it comes together really nicely and it looks fucking brilliant like uh, because these worlds are all like designed as well and not random piles of goo everywhere like it feels more like it feels more like a real world than uh than what no man's sky ever did so yeah really really uh, enjoying it so far i've only played maybe a couple hours but um if you want a star fox game this is it this is a fun great star fox game it's far better than like any of the ones I've ever played before. Fair enough. So yeah, I'll, I'll play more of it for uh, for next week and, and see how I get on. I don't think it's for me at all. Like, looking in, if you could have got out the ship, then that would have changed the game for me. But as is, mm, no, it's not for me. It is. I think it's just so much fun, though, being in the ship that you don't ever, like, I haven't felt the need to want to get out of the ship at all. Like, it would be slow-paced, and why would you want to? Because, see the way the ship works, right? Because I would want to. <laughs> see the way the ship works, right? I can't by one. I just would. <laughs> <laughs> see the way the, the ship works, right? You're flying about in space and whatnot, and you go down to the, the planet, and then you sort of go into, like, a, a kind of hover mode, almost, where you're just, like, mm-hmm. a wee bit above the ground, kind of like in, like, in the old, like, uh, Star Fox, like, Lala Wars games and that, where you're just a wee bit above the ground, you can't, like, go up too high or anything like that. Um, you can choose to by like pushing a button and it will take you way back up into the kind of atmosphere and stuff um, and it's just the same as what, what it was in No Man's Sky like take off from the planet surface and fly up into space and like that's just a cool fucking feeling like all, all the time but uh, flying about on, on the surface you'd never want to get out of the ship because it's so fast and fluid and it controls really really well that you wouldn't want to walk about at all would- <laughs> like the ship, I the do. ship is just so fun to control that you don't want to walk about. But I do. <laughs> you didn't ever need to. I'll I'll let you play it at some point. Like, uh, but yeah, it's really good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the only other thing I played was uh, Call of Duty. So um, week two in Call of Duty, I'm either level thirty or close to level thirty multiplayer. Blackout's like a slow grind, maybe level five. Me. And zombies, I don't know where I haven't put as much to the zombies, but um, we tried out Alcatraz or something like that. Like, yeah. Um, with Fraser, we've done it before. It's cool, but the smaller one out of the map, you know, it didn't seem like, like the Gladiator one, the area, the medieval one. It was medieval, wasn't it? Yeah. The, that one just <laughs> yeah. kept it. Uh, it kept going down and down, you know, to different areas and stuff. And even the Titanic one seemed to always open up new areas. But the one in the prison to me just felt kind of small. Um, once you kind of got to that room, the too many more corridors that would open up that didn't look background. So um, the classified one was pretty cool, but it's a shame that you obviously have the season pass. Um, so we couldn't play it all together. It was kind of like in this sort of war room. Um Set in like I was sixties or something like sixties war room, which was quite cool, and it had like an elevator that you could stuff. So um, it activating like you know the portal to unlock the doors to elevate, and it took you down to like this sort of death 
Defcon facile level, I don't know what to call it. Defcon like a whatever, but like it was like this, you know what you see in like um twenty four that would be when the world's mm. going to shit. Yeah. Uh, that sort of place. Um yeah, zombies is I, I, it's not my favourite mod, but it's it's I, I mind it, it's nice because I like to jump about the modes in this game to to push uh, the pace sometimes. Um, Team Deathmatch, like it's it's hit or miss, miss for me. That's my favourite mode out of them all. But like, yeah, either a mode that's like well balanced, or you get absolutely decimated you're in with like a clan. The minute you're in and everybody's got the same clan tag, unless it's four to one, like leave that match because unless it's four to one, then you're not going to have much of a chance. Like. We're fine to play against. Fraser might kill you a few times, but <laughs> um, with clans like they're unrealistically good. And at the moment, like it's not as balanced. And I'm quite sure there's quite a lot of kids that are still uh, waiting for this game because it'll be part of their Christmas, I'd imagine. Yeah. And quite a lot of guys as well. You know, Call of Duty's end of the year. It's like, oh, I get Call of Duty for my Christmas every year. Like a lot of the chefs I work with, they always leave their misses to get them Call of Duty. So um, don't get me wrong, there's millions of copies already sold, but. Um, the, the, the balance in the servers um, what you're getting is the folk that are average to not so good and the folk that are shit finding. Blackout's a completely different story though because obviously being a, a brand new mode, it's, it's even very different Fortnite or, uh, players that you could be the best player in the world but killed first if you step the wrong way, you know yep. um, it's, Call of Duty is known for like you know, where like you're stuck in this wee small area and it's like like what's it called? The kill bot something like yeah, that. Yeah. Where like you're stuck and you're forced to get paid and it's very clever that way. It keeps it fast paced, keeps it exciting, uh keeps the kill count high even if you're not doing well. Um there's like blackout, it's the, the rules are all thrown out the window. It's like wide campers can't even camp properly, um running gunners can't run and gun properly, you know, you have play all parts a shooter rather than just you can't run and open for the best like Fortnite you can even do that slightly because in Fortnite the ability to build so you can always just build yourself a shield from if you don't feel you're going to win and usually by the end like the circle being small and people just trying to build the highest tower straight up just shoot each other like you know <laughs> stop this but uh, Call of Duty is very different fast-paced Call of Duty style, but you still have to move a slow pace, you know, to survive. Sometimes the tactics me and you use are better. Sometimes Fraser's tactics not caring so much. Playing with Michael didn't really go too well because Mo obviously hadn't played much of it. He played it more like, I don't care about these wind making or this motorbike making noise or shooting my gun in the air to make noise. He didn't really care about noise at all playing with him <laughs> the other night. Um, which that's not the playstyle I enjoy, and it's not the playstyle that I've found to be most successful for the way that I play, and like mm-hmm. especially when I'm playing with you. Like, and it's not cheating, and I'm still having fun. But my playstyle, I find finding a good hiding spot somewhere in the circle, and then timing when you're going to leave. It's it's not really camping. It is in a way, but it's like it's tactical. So we're still timing. We're still having five. You know, like even though we're in this toilet, like we're still having time. Even what direction we're running to the middle. We've we've not got number one yet. Was it two or three? We've we've, we've been like in the top. Anyway, uh, I, I'm pretty sure at least one point we'll, 
we'll hopefully get to number one. But it seems like if we could get quads, I reckon Fraser Michael and Michael started playing ball, and so did Fraser all, all over. Like, see, even if we went in teams of two, like me and you went to the east side, the map went to the west or north and south, and we played. Yeah. With, they played with their tactics, and me and you played with their tactics. We met in the middle, or vice versa. If say like you went with Fraser and I went with Michael, because Michael and Fraser are very similar. Players. Um, yeah, they are. So, like, uh, which just I mean you, but like, if like we went in two teams either side of the map, that could be a way of playing it mm. as well. Um, but yeah, all in live and league update. I didn't see much of a difference with it personally. I don't know what was changed. Probably some gameplay balancing as Call of Duty. So, um, not that I'm complaining. It's one of the smoothest shooters I've ever played in my life. Uh, it still looks lo- still having a blast. Which is surprising that I've played so much. Probably I played kind of MMO in the first. Mm. It's pretty sure, um, especially these days. Like uh, when I've when I've had a kid, I've actually went out of my way to allocate myself time to play this game as I love it so much. Um, I would dare say already I bought it. Down. I think I've already got my money's worth. Out, not that I'm stopping playing. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I definitely think of it cool. Um, but yeah, what's your thoughts on the first, the the the, the second week? Still enjoying it just as much. Still the best um, uh, battle royale mode. And is there anything you'd like to see? See it. What did you think this week? Because there anything you you played on it? You thought was a lol. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, uh, I, I kind of. Echo your sentiments to some extent, but yeah, mostly with the the blackout mode, like the battle royale. Um, mm. I think that if this game didn't have that mode and instead had a single player mode, I would have already ditched it because the yeah. multiplayer is fun, but I like it more as like a kind of break up to like the like what we've been doing with it, like as a kind of break up to the uh, to the blackout mode, mm. where like I'm really enjoying playing the battle royale mode because it is. PUBG, but way more polished and like just it's just such a much better version of PUBG. Like I think the like PUBG is really slow paced when you go back to it, and and I don't mind the the slow pace, but uh, Call of Duty is kind of medium paced in terms of the the battle royale, mm. whereas like Fortnite's kind of fast paced battle fast royale mode. Paced. Yeah, so like Call of Duty falls in that like happy medium in between it. So it's like the it, I think it's struck like the perfect balance between the two. Where you've got a bit of slow and a bit of fast, and just and the shooting mechanics and that and it are fucking top notch. Like Call of Duty's always got like absolutely bang on shooting mechanics. So, um, whereas PUBG wasn't quite there, it it was still decent enough, but like it's mostly the 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 graphics that have really like put me off going back to like to PUBG. Just yeah, Fortnite's graphics graphics Fortnite's graphics will stand up because they made them tuny still. I mean, Epic could have easily made Fortnite a realistic kind of looking game, being as yep. popular, I think. And that game sold more of it, a bit like Borderlands. See if Borderlands, remember when it first got announced, it looked rage based, it looked mm, really, yeah. like brown shooting game out there. And what they done was added in like a comic book colour palette, and mm. that changed the entire game. I'm on my Fortnite, the generic person battle royale. And uh, they've made a smart move making it cartoony because PUBG will fall off first. I'll tell you that. Totally agree. Like, uh, I mean, I can still see there's a lot of people playing PUBG, but I think as the as Call of Duty starts to pick up steam um, over the next few months and like see, see, I think the second they add like another map and stuff like that, like 
PUBG's done. Because <laughs> Pu- PUBG's got three maps, I think. Yeah. But, like, on, on it, like, they've had this whole plan, like, fix PUBG. Because, like, it's got so many issues and they've had so many hackers and stuff like that. And, but yeah, it's just, it absolutely pales in comparison to, uh, like, what Call of Duty's done with it. I mean, and this is just one mode in the game. And PUBG is the mode. The, but yeah, I've really enjoyed the the blackout mode. Um, the zombies, like, I didn't really enjoy playing that that much this week. I, I don't, I don't see myself having much interest in going back to that mode to be honest. But the uh, sure. the other two, like uh, the blackout mode, yeah, is really fucking good. And uh, the the multiplayer is it's called Duty multiplayer. I'm sad that you can't run on walls because like I keep wanting <laughs> to jump up and run on the walls and and you can't. Um, I See, that like, was quite uh, s. That was quite diversifying. Like in college, like yeah. college community, absolutely hated. It. Like I quite enjoyed it, and like the D could do like double boost. Yeah. So I thought it was fun. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't miss it. Like it took a wee while to get used to this style of multiplayer. Um, but this is the most polished I think Call of Duty multiplayer has been and obviously every year it should be getting better but I didn't play last year's because it was World War 2 this compared to mm-hmm. Black Ops 3 and even Infinite Warfare this is just so smooth multiplayer like this shooting spot on like you were saying do you remember the guy uh, I showed you it was last week or this week or if we read it in the news the guy complained to um, Treyarch about he and said it, the game was broken and they took the guy's a game clip and broke it down to how accurate it was and said because you fired from the hip you like four bullets missed one bullet hit and like they show like how spawn they've got the and they can break down the gameplay to analyze where yeah. the bullets went that you know <laughs> and they even determined like the wind factors and what the guy was mm-hmm. doing in the game and they, they explained basically no no you missed the game's not broken <laughs> you yeah. just didn't <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I didn't see so that. The, um, yeah. I, I liked. I did like playing though. Like when we when we were playing uh, the multiplayer mode the other night with uh, with Michael and the, like see that map with the, this tunnel. Like I always like like weird random things that are in like games like that and how they create these kind of weird choke points. Um, yeah. So like in that tunnel, like that was fucking fun. Like I really liked that. It reminded me kind of of uh, I don't know if you played that much on like Battlefield with us, but there was this one map that was in like a prison. And they, you always ended up with this choke point at these doors, and like people, people would always there was these little tunnels at the side of it, and people would always try and crawl through them and die over and over and over again. And you would always end up with like grenades and kill like four or five people at a time and stuff. And uh, I always played the rocket launcher class in, in Battlefield, so you could rack up like hundreds and hundreds of kills in a match just from waiting at this door and just like shooting people as they came through. It was really funny, but it kind of reminded me of that, and yeah, that was good fun. But I do like yeah. that mode more as like a kind of a kind of a breather, a, a breather from from blackout, or like a kind of end piece or a start piece to like uh, to go into blackout. But yeah, blackout's definitely the kind of the main mode for me. And like like I say, I would have a hundred percent already patched the game if uh, if it didn't have that. Like if it was single player zombies and the multiplayer, I'd probably patched it already. Yeah, but that's nothing to do. That's not to say the game is not a good game. That's to do with it's, your. Totally. totally but i mean for me like uh it does say to me that it was a hundred percent the right call for them to have ditched the campaign and put in this um uh, this blackout mode the battle royale because i think a lot of people would have done the same oh yeah because they were working on a 
So obviously yeah. what we've seen parts of throughout Specialist HQ. Mm. But yeah, halfway through realising how big Fortnite and PUBG have got, they've obviously done the right thing and going, hold on guys, when did that, like years ago, a year ago? They were obviously developing this um, since Black Ops 3 and they've went, hmm, let's work in a Battle Royale mode. And I mean, they've got one. I'm quite sure the next one will have like, the way they've done this one was obviously clever because it's got a Nooktown um, got a bit maps from Call of Duty games like estates yeah. and stuff they're actually multiplayer maps and they've spread them out on a big map so if they do the next one can you imagine like a modern warfare theme battle royale mode like so next time we get like crash and stuff like that like that would be absolutely awesome yeah I mean I don't have any like any affinity for any of the maps at all but I think the, the way they've crafted the, the blackout map right now the, the one map that is there is really good um, and they might do more maps like down the line, and that's a DLC that I would buy. I don't, I don't have any interest in buying any other like season pass content for this game. But if they do like another map as DLC for the blackout mode, then yeah, I'll be, I would be into that. But then that's splitting your user base, which is tricky if you do that in in battle royale because you want to have everybody available, everything royale. available to everybody. Like that's how PUBG does, it, and that's how Fortnite does it. Like, I mean, it's Fortnite. Fortnite only has one map, doesn't it? Well, they don't need to sell their, their Battle Royale maps because I still bought a season pass and that's for zombie and multiplayer mm. map. There's no blackout maps included in that in my season pass, so a lot of people in my camp would... Well, I don't care, I'll still buy multiplayer maps because I like playing the multiplayer. Maybe yeah. you won't obviously seeing six six months to a year when if you're still playing it and you can't get on the multiplayer because you don't have the map packs, you won't be bothered because you'll just be playing blackout though. They are kinda they're gonna manage to cater for everyone. I sent you the black ops for the sent play by yeah. quite a funny day if you want. Yeah, I'll ha- I'll have a look at it. But yeah, um but yeah, really enjoying the game. Um and it, it is that blackout mode that's uh keep me going back to it over and over again, especially like on. I've I've like enjoyed like playing on on the Xbox because it's like uh, the first game in a while where I've got really into playing it like on on Xbox, and rather than on PlayStation. And I've got like I've got so many other games on on the PlayStation that <laughs> I kind of needed something like on uh, the on, on <coughs> Xbox to just play there and um, to keep it uh, to keep it fresh for me. I still haven't worked out to change my name on it though, like. Uh, because every time I log in, it's like, hello, Andrew. I'm like, no. And that really annoys me. <laughs> but I haven't worked out to do it. Because I did. I actually went in to do it the other night. Because like, it happened and I'm like, no, I'm changing this. And I went into my account settings on the Xbox and you don't seem to be able to do it. So I think, I it's, think like, it's your Outlook account, your Microsoft account. Yeah, I think it's like tied into that. Which is, is weird because... Tied. Like that that specific account, like I've got that tied into like other things, like on my uh, like because it's tied into my like blogger account as well for Shieldcast. <laughs> it's the same account, but like on if I log into that, then it's like you know, I'm called Agents because <laughs> it's Agents of Shield. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure how to actually go in and change that, like change my mm-hmm. name in it. But I imagine if I change it, like go into like live dot com or whatever. Then and log in through that, then I would have an option to change it. But on the Xbox, I can't change it. Cool. So uh, that's basically all I played. Yeah, me, me too. That's that's it for me. Um, do you want to wrap it up there? Yeah, I'm quite happy to wrap it up there. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, I'm, 
I'm sure I know it's show tomorrow. I've got uh, what tomorrow. So we're finishing on time. We were a wee bit later, but this is more of a shorter show. We've done like three hours last week, but I was absolutely exhausted at work the next day. So I was kind of hoping we'd be done by this time. So yes, um, potion. I forgot, but we'll be back next week with that. And uh, we'll go through oh, this well, week's we polls. Could, we, we could do that quite oh, well. No, because I want to talk about it properly. Okay, so okay. we'll just wrap up. <laughs> uh, not like it's a time sensitive poll question either. No. So. Um, well, that next week, and I'll put another poll up. Thank you guys for participating. Um, I might even stream at some point this week as well, because some of our antics on Call of Duty are funny. Um, again, stay posted to Twitter for that. Uh, but yes, uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, stay posted, because in about an hour and a half, you've got Chip Seller. Chip Seller and the rest of the guys from the B team at 2 o'clock over an hour time. Not sure what the American time is, or the other side of America time is. But yes. 9, nine o'clock Eastern. Yep, and the other, not that nine o'clock. Whatever the December I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I'm getting tired, as you can tell. So let's just finish up tonight. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Andy has up- uploaded some newish episodes to, well, newer episodes to the <laughs> podcast feed. Uh, he will be getting back on top of them. He's off next week, so you might get a few more. Um, a few more next maybe week. In between us. Then pleasant and then go back. But yes, uh, we will. We will. We do plan on eventually have the podcast feed up to date one day. Um, not today though. So uh, yeah, catch you then. Bye. I'm too tired. <laughs>